You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. The Paracast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 100,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash Paracast. We're going to start with a couple of things we haven't talked about on the Paracast. First, of course, is the fact that we have a weekly newsletter. You go to newsletterthepowercast.com, newsletterthepowercast.com. You sign up and you get this newsletter every week and we give you the current show schedule. Sometimes we know about future shows, not always. And I have a weekly commentary. So if you want to know what I think outside of this show, that's where you'll find it. Sometimes we have guest editorials. That's newsletter.thepowercast.com. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.thepowercast.com, store.thepowercast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, and I would be remiss in selling anything if we didn't let Chris sell a few things. What do you got to sell, Chris? Well, we have the uh, Disclosure Dialogues film has been accepted at the EB Awards for the uh, film festival at the UFO Congress this year, and uh, we're going to have a viewing of it, uh, and hopefully we'll do well. Uh, there's quite quite a bit of competition, but uh, we feel that we have probably the, the best treatment of the Disclosure subject that I've seen and heard of on DVD. So, uh, of course, you can get that uh, from OurStrangePlanet.com and, and check for the banner at theparacast.com. Okay, and this is really professional stuff. I've seen some of it. I haven't seen all the DVDs, but I've seen some of them. Professional video production, of which, of course, Chris is a part. Not this amateurish stuff taken with a mobile phone or something. This is really heavy-duty yeah. stuff. really is. Well, it's, it's a five-DVD set. It um, was distilled down into a hard-hitting 60-minute documentary that's standalone that encapsulates the thinking of all the notables that are featured. Richard Dolan, George Norrie, Stanton Friedman, John Alexander, Nick Pope, Edgar Mitchell, Bassett. The list goes on and on and on and on. There's probably 20 different people there. I think it's a real good objective look at the subject, which uh, I think a lot of our listeners know I, I'm not too keen on the idea of the government ever disclosing anything uh, related to the UFO question. I am one of the rare <laughs> few dissenting voices in the project, but I thought that it was um, a good example of objective journalism uh, to be able to sit down and go through 20 plus hours of dialogues between ufologists and pull out the salient points that really present the whole subject uh, in a very concise manner. Did any of this really change your mind? 
No, no it just, just <laughs> solidified in my mind uh, my my thinking about the whole whole thing. How can you believe the government if they've been lying to you for sixty years, even if they did come forward and tell us the truth? I, I still stand behind that. And how can you believe the government is competent if we've been told by all the politicians, other than those who are currently in office? that the government is incompetent, everyone who works for the government is incompetent, therefore, why believe them? Exactly. Speaking of trying to unearth the truth, I had an editorial this past week over at the Paracast newsletter. Remember, it's free, so if you subscribe, you're not paying anything for it. So it's not as if we're getting any money for it. So I'm writing that stuff, and nobody's paying me. But I had an article there about whether we can get people with money to fund UFO research. And I pointed out an interesting fact here. And I'll give you a comparison. There's an old application for doing digital artwork called Freehand. And they decided they objected to the discontinuance of this program. And it's complicated, and I won't get into it here. We've talked about it on the tech show, the Tech Night Out Live. They were able to sign up within weeks 4,700 people, many of whom have given donations to try to fund efforts to bring back this program. Now we have the UFO mystery. Probably, if UFOs are real, the greatest mystery of our time. Contact with aliens, contact with people from other dimensions. An amazing mystery with amazing implications. But we have one of our premier UFO investigative outfits. Mutual UFO Network can only get 2,700 people to join after being in business since the 1960s. <laughs> what am I missing here, Chris? Well, we're going the way of uh, Amazon and publishing and um, iTunes and the music business. I think that we're seeing a slow shift from uh, the old paradigm, uh, pre-internet, to a new paradigm that doesn't include uh, getting 70-somethings uh, together in a big room, flying them in from all over the the country world and having them sit in hard chairs in a, in a conference hall. I think we're seeing the future of ufology shifting to the Internet. And just to give you an example, I'll be on my first Internet chat-based conference uh, in early March. And um, I'll be one of the presenters um, at a virtual uh, UFO convention, basically. And I think we're going to see more and more of this as we lose our you know, 50s and 60s uh, folks that, that got into this 30, 40, 50 years ago. Um, the kids, I think, are more tech-savvy, and I think that they're going to be expecting the, the field of ufology to, to progress and morph into uh, this new high-tech age. And you know, we're right in a, in a real crucial transition point right now in the field. And I think uh, groups like MUFON, even though they do serve an investigative function, I, as far as an educational vehicle, I, I think their days are numbered. Well, you know, I can see also what the problem is with MUFON. You look at the picture where they had a changeover of leadership to a new director from the previous director, and it looked like a 1960s Rotary Club meeting. And this is 2012. <laughs> you can't run the organization like the Rotary Club in 1969. Sorry, you got to update it. It's not just having a Facebook presence. It's not just a Twitter account. We have a Twitter account, the PowerCast, okay? You've got to know what to do with it. You've got to know how to get the young people involved because if you get them involved, your membership will quadruple overnight. And they've got to figure out. I can't yep. give them all the answers. I'm an old codger. Chris is a younger codger. But I think they need to get someone on their board who's 20-something 
and has grown up in the Facebook generation and can tell them how to make it work. That's what's going to happen. We'll get into more of that. I agree. Sure. Now, this week we've got a fascinating guest. I was reading this guy's background. I'm going to ask him about his history as a script doctor and technical advisor to such films as Logan's Run and Poltergeist. But tell us about Dr. Barry Taff. Well, Barry Taff, I think, is one of our preeminent parapsychologists, uh, field investigators. He's been in this in this field for 40 years. Um, he has wide-ranging interests that, um, that go beyond the actual parapsychological realm, into the realm of hauntings, um, paranormal investigations, UFOs. And um, he's, he's quite, quite an engaging thinker, um, very open-minded, extremely uh, grounded in real hard science. And uh, I, I, this is such a pleasure to have someone with uh, the credentials and with the background uh, that Dr. Taff has. And this is going to be a fun show. I was on his show a couple of weeks back and, and just had a great time and thought he would make a great guest for the Paracast. He's, he's, he's very inspirational and very educational. And I think our listeners are really going to enjoy uh, today's show. If you have a comment or a question about the Paracast, write us news at theparacast.com. Once again, that's news at theparacast.com. Dr. Barry Taff joining Gene and Chris. And as always, once and forever, you're in the Paracast. As you know, the Paracast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 100,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For our listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service, such as Steve Jobs, the best-selling authorized biography from Walter Isaacson. For that free audiobook, go to audiblepodcast.com slash Paracast. That's audiblepodcast.com slash Paracast. You know, we we develop trust in the people we know, but we don't really know someone we can see. That's why I recommend GoToMeeting with HD Faces. It's a simple online meeting service. It's GoToMeeting by Citrix. All it takes is a webcam and a click to instantly collaborate. You can start hosting your own face-to-face online meetings today with GoToMeeting. You can try it free for 30 days. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, and use the promo code PODCAST. What if pain could be reduced, ailments could be alleviated, physical and mental stress could be eased, and blood circulation increased, all by simply lying down? Introducing the original Biomat. The Biomat is an FDA-registered medical device that combines deep, penetrating infrared space-age technology and revitalizing negative ions with the incredible healing power of amethyst crystals. A Biomat can boost your immune system, relieve pain and stiffness, reduce stress and fatigue, and assist in detoxifying your body. Join the thousands of people reporting relief from chronic pain, fibromyalgia, arthritis, sports injuries, insomnia, and much more. Each Biomat comes with a lifetime trade-in and three-year warranty. Learn more at Bio. Mats.com, spelled B I O Mats.com, or call 360 944 8692. That's 360 944 8692. Visit bio Mats.com today and enhance your life with a biomat. That's what it sounds like when a burglar kicks in the door of a dark house that looks like no one is home. 
Don't let your home be the next target. Make it look like someone is home watching television with fake TV. Fake TV is a small electronic device that makes the same light as a real television. So from outside, it looks like someone is home watching TV. Fake TV plugs in just like a lamp on a timer, but is far more convincing to burglars. Fake TV deters burglars, costs far less than an alarm, and is highly recommended by numerous police departments. Use it anytime you're away from home. To order your fake TV for only $34.95, go to faketv.com or call 1-877-5-FAKE-TV. Each additional fake TV is only $29.95, so get one for you and one for a loved one for safety, security, and peace of mind for both of you. Call 877-5-FAKE-TV or go to faketv.com. FakeTV.com, the burglar deterrent. Have you ever seen a U.S. postage stamp featuring Abraham Lincoln, Ben Franklin, or George Washington? If you're into stamp collecting, you know it's a fun, affordable hobby. America's leading stamp dealer is the Mystic Stamp Company, and they want you to have their free 140-page color catalog. Go to mysticstampad.com, the website of the Mystic Stamp Company, serving stamp collectors since 1923. Mystic Stamp is well-known in the industry for its experience, superior customer service, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Go to M-Y-S-T-I-C Stamp. AD.com to request your free 140-page U.S. stamp color catalog packed with collecting tips, special offers, color photos, and over 4,600 available stamps. Call 800-433-7811 or go to mysticstampad.com. That's 800-433-7811 and ask for your free U.S. stamp catalog or mysticstampad.com. Mystic Stamp Company, America's leading stamp dealer. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you'd like to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out at iTunes. We are joined by veteran parapsychologist Dr. Barry Taff, who has a new book out, by the way, called Aliens Above, Ghosts Below, Explorations of the Unknown. We're going to talk about that later. But looking at your vast biography, Dr. Taff, I noticed you were a technical advisor or script doctor for some very popular films. And I guess I'm going to ask you which function you served on them. And we'll okay. go into this very briefly and get into the sure. other stuff. Okay, Poltergeist. Now, I remember one thing from Poltergeist, other than Toby Hooper was director and was produced by Steven Spielberg, and that is the little girl looks at the TV set and says, they're here, right. which I still use on my technology radio show. Yeah. <laughs> I, they haven't come after me, so that's how it goes. What function did you serve on that film? Well, first of all, before we get into specifics, when we were shooting the entity, they were shooting Poltergeist at the same studio on the same lot at the same time. We were on one side of the little narrow row. They were on the other. They were seeing our dailies, and they redid the entire movie to make it look more like the entity. Our film came out in 83. Their film came out in 82. Now, I don't know what the original movie was, but what it turned into, as we all remember, is there's Beatrice Strait as the parapsychologist and two male associates, one black, one white guy. And the white guy was supposed to be me. Dark hair, 
glasses and a ruddy complexion whose face rocked in the mirror and one of the things gets bitten in the side and leaves the house. That character was supposed to be me. When the film was being made, I, I don't know if you remember this, in the movie there's a scene in the third act, I believe, where Joe Beth Williams, after she takes a bath, she's combing her hair on her bed and then looks like somebody's going to rape her and she's pushed up on the walls of the ceiling. Well, from what we heard, they shot a rape sequence with her. And they were obviously concerned that if they put that in the movie, that they'd be sued because it would have been an infringement on our movie. The film was totally fiction. They based the character, I forgot the particular character's name in Poltergeist, but the guy with the dark hair and the ruddy complexion with the glasses was supposed to be me. So you lost it on that oh. role. Well, I was not an actor. The whole point of it is we were pretty well known at the time, my colleague and I, and so they tailored Poltergeist to appear more like the entity. It came out a year in advance of the entity, and people thought it was the entity. Then the entity came out, and they were, well, what's the difference? So, I mean, they interviewed us, the executives, not Spielberg. Other people connected with the movie long before the movie was made, and, and then it was made, and they changed a lot of things. And so I was involved as a consultant, even though we didn't get our names on it. Well, that's the way movies are. You know, they, right. you see a movie that has one plot or one idea, and by the time the thing gets released, you have the people playing with the script, and it becomes something else. And the more something else is it becomes, the worse the movie is. Sometimes movies yeah. seem to adhere to the original vision. Well, it's like too to many cooks carbon. spoil the broth because sure. they all start adding different seasonings. And when you're done, you don't even know what you've got. And I saw a work print of Poltergeist before it came out in screening at MGM in 82. And it was entertaining. It was very well made and a little silly, of course, and had not, almost nothing to do except for the first act. Very little in the movie had anything to do with Poltergeist. It was a mishmash of everything and horror and fantasy and sci-fi and but it was well made it was a good entertaining movie and i enjoyed it for what it was it didn't scare me i just thought it was a little over the top but that's me now logan's run logan's run now uh, logan's run is a really good science fiction film right especially with jenny agater she was the best thing in the film the female they had problems with the script and then i came in in terms of script doctor to help punch some stuff up, but I also came in, the holography you see in the movie, I was working with a holography studio here in Los Angeles, and they brought in me and the people I referred them to, so I was involved with that. But yeah, they paid me a lot of money to do nothing, so who cares? Hey, that's a great deal if you can get one. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, really, you should get workshops, I'll sign up. Exactly. I'm ready for that. Your background is incredible. You have been involved in parapsychology for so many years, but what attracted you to this field of study? Well, then two things. One is curiosity. Just out of curiosity, I'm a very curious person, scientific curiosity. But the main thrust of my, what got me into this were my experiences growing up. Apparently, I was, when I was growing up, I was having a lot of extraordinary experiences that my friends and family were not. Psychic, paranormal, precognitive, uh, telepathic, clairvoyant. And I thought everyone had these sort of experiences. And I learned later, well, they may, but they're not aware of them or they don't have them. And so I had to reach a conclusion early on, either I'm crazy, everyone else is crazy, or something extraordinary is going on. I chose the latter. An example, right now, like, for example, when I was like in grammar school, I was with the fifth grade, you're 10 years old. I remember I was on the courtyard at recess playing some silly game. And this little girl named Christine is walking towards me, blue-eyed blonde girl. And I'm looking at her. And it came on. What I mean by came in, it's sort of like x-ray vision. I'm looking at her, and I suddenly see on her right side, there's a tube going into her body, and there's a plastic bag under her dress. And I went, what's that? So I went up to her, and I asked her, what's that weird plastic bag and tube on, in your body? 
and she freaked out and got the teacher, and they dragged me to the principal's office. Well, it turns out that Christine had a colostomy. I'm 10 years old. I didn't even know what the word meant. I have no idea. All I know is what I saw. The principal said, did you sneak in the girl's bathroom or did you look under her dress? I said, I did neither. It's like, you know, Superman. They go, like Superman? Well, I like x-ray vision, but it's in color. And he went, oh. And he thought I was lying or nuts. And I looked at him and I said, you've got that word appendix scar that's always purple. And I said, um, I, now I would call it a keloid. Now, then I didn't know the term. And he turned purple and then he called my parents and they said, what, what's going on? And he just said, don't ask. And so that's, that's the type of thing that got me into this. It, it was happening to me all the time. Move forward a decade, a couple of decades, about a decade, and um, I was still having these experiences. So I wrote Dr. Thelma Moss at uh, UCLA. She had a laboratory in the Neuropsychiatric Institute. Wrote, read about her, knew about her, wrote her a letter, nothing. Called her, never called back. I didn't write her another letter, never heard from her. So then one of her graduate students I met independently of her, and I went to meet Thelma in her home in Beverly Hills. This is in the spring of 1989. And, no, 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 1969, excuse me. And uh, we were talking, and then she threw me her keys to psychometrize, which I could do then and now, and I'm holding the keys. And I described some things, people and events and names. And I said, I see a fat blonde woman with blue eyes. She's really obnoxious, got a loud voice named Shelley. Well, Thelma's best friend was Shelley Winters, the actress. And that was an accurate, if, if unflattering, description of her at the time. <laughs> and uh, picked up some other things. So, okay, so Thelma did a study on me starting in the fall of 69, and which was published in the mid-70s in a medical journal as, as a study as a psychic. Okay, so you're a psychic. Great. Well, what is it? How does it work? Why does it work in you and not your friends or family? Why are you the one having these experiences? So, you know, once you're studied in a clinical environment and the study's published, there's still more questions generated because you still don't understand exactly what's going on, how or why. And I became Thelma's sort of psychic pet because I could turn this ability on in some respects. And it was a very interesting woman. She started her career out, believe it or not, as an actress. Her name, maiden name was Thelma Schnee, which is German for snow. And she met her husband named um, Paul, and she had two children, and then she, he died. He was a, he's a producer and an actor. In fact, he was one of the early Star Trek episodes. I'll tell you what, I'm going to ask about the Star Trek episode, because we all have to know about Star Trek. But first, we have okay. Dr. Barry Taff joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. When it comes to running a successful business, there are many things you have to get right. But one thing is often overlooked, and that's protecting the data that powers your business. Computers, servers, external hard drives, and even tape backups are vulnerable to failure. In the U.S. alone, over 140,000 hard drives fail each and every week. According to one study, only 7% of companies that lose their data centers for 10 days or more survive beyond the year. So I want to tell you about our friends at Mosey. The 
most trusted name in online backup. Give our friends at Mosey a call. They've been doing this for a long time and run the most secure, most trusted online backup service. Right now, you could save 15% by using the promo code PODCAST15. That's PODCAST15. Call 877-669-9776. That's 877-669-9776. Or visit moseypro.com. That's M-O-Z-Y-Pro.com. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years in serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1 886 3653. That's 1 886 3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at crossbreedholsters.com. Don't forget, crossbreedholsters.com. In a coming apart world, you need something to keep it tied together. That something is Atwood Rope, the highest quality rope made in the USA from exotic braids for military, rescue, arborists, shipyards, tow line, or boating. Quality rope at affordable prices you and your customers can depend on. Find a dealer or shop online at atwoodrope.net. Enter promo code RADIO to receive 100 feet of 550 paracord free with purchase. Atwood Rope, working to keep the world tied together. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. That bears repeating. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. And Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse is the key to digestive health. Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic, strong enough to cleanse, gentle enough to use every day. Pro-EM-1 is dairy, wheat, and soy-free, contains all-natural and certified organic ingredients, contains no preservatives or animal products, supports a healthy digestive and immune system, supports weight loss, improves absorption of food nutrients, aids in controlling yeast infections, is never freeze-dried, and uses three groups of live, viable, beneficial microbes to cleanse and remove toxins. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, Terraganics.com. Or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Pro-EM-1, the raw probiotic. This is Kurt Seven, the author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to the Paracast. On the Paracast with Gene and Chris, we have Dr. Barry Taff whose doctorate is in psychophysiology. And you were talking here about somebody who appeared on a Star Trek episode. Right. He was a man by the name of Paul Moss, 
He was a producer and an actor, and he was in the episode called Conscience of the King. He played Kodos, the executioner. Oh, yes. That was one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, with Barbara, who was ended up being in the series with Raymond Burr, Ironside. She was in that episode. It was a very, well, a lot of the shows were great. Anyway, long story short, Thelma's husband died shortly thereafter. Thelma went back to school. Thelma started out as an actress and became a writer, and she wrote a movie called The Colossus of New York. came out in the 50s starring Otto Kruger and Ross Martin, which had a paranormal element to it, strangely enough. And then her husband died after she had, they had two kids, and she went back to school and got her Ph.D. and became a clinical psychologist, started doing research at UCLA. And I met her, and the rest is history. And so when I was in the lab, I was studied, but then I began doing my own research. And my research was in telepathy and precognition in the lab. I ended up developing what later became known as remote viewing, the protocols and methodologies for that. And we were visited by government group intelligence, in military intelligence groups, CIA, NSA, DIA, ONI, uh, DARPA, and we didn't do the work there because UCLA wouldn't put their name on the application. They didn't want to get involved. It was too politically sensitive. Even today, it would be politically sensitive, probably even more so. UCLA went up to Stanford Research Institute with put off and Targ, and Dr. Ed May ran the program, and Dr. General Stubblebine. And, but anyway, the work we did was interesting in the lab, but what really got me going was the work in the field. Since 1968, I've investigated over 4,500 cases of hauntings and poltergeists and doppelgangers and things like that. And most of them begin and end with one interview. You go out, you interview the person, and that's the end of it. The, the morbid analogy is like going to the airport with a camcorder and having to get a plane crashing. It happens, but it's very rare. The chance of people encountering phenomena when they're out in the field on a regular basis is the chance of winning the lottery three times in a row at the $100 million level. It just doesn't work like that. Right, um, tell that to ghost hunters. Exactly. Well, that's a, remember, if, if the paranormal reality shows followed, if they were stuck to reality, there'd be no show. I mean, think about this. You have a um, logistics problem. You're a producer on one of these shows. Something's got to happen. You can't have dead air for 40 to 43 minutes out of every hour. It just won't work. If you do, your ratings will be as remote as catching a ghost on video would. and so It would be I, even more remote than remote viewing would be. Right, right. You would have to either, so you have to either fake it, which a lot of the shows do, they just lie, or you populate the show with really colorful, whacked out people who generated more interest than the ghost they're searching would, or they people that embellish and exaggerate what might occur, could occur, into making it appear more relevant than it is. And I wouldn't want to be producing these shows because, well, they approached me on the first shows. I've been approached by most of them, and I said, well, I'm not going to lie for you. Well, I go, no, I'm not lying. I mean, if you want me to lie, how many millions are you paying me, and what house and car are you buying me? Oh, we're not going to pay you. What? So I'm going to go online, throw my career away. For You'll be on television. I said, when you people stop smoking, whatever it is you're smoking and drinking, call me. You know, every year I get calls for the fact I was asked to be on a show a couple of weeks ago. It's on a network. I won't name the network. They're all garbage. They sent me a contract where they said they could libel me, slander me, defame me, discredit me, humiliate, embarrass, distort, misrepresent, and I can't do anything about it. <laughs> That's entertainment. Yeah, the, I will say the company's name. It's Raw Entertainment or Raw TV. You know, Raw definitely, but Raw something. Yeah, Raw Garbage. And I said to them, would you sign this? Well, they said, what's the problem with this contract? What's the problem with it? You people are insane. So they offered me for doing the show $750. I said, well, I thought for myself, well, if they put four zeros after that, I can consider it. I'd change my name and disappear. 
but that's I didn't I didn't do that. But, but they also have enough people who would go on TV for nothing. Now Chris has a story where he went on that UFO Hunters TV show, mm-hmm. and they just destroyed what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. He's talking about strange events in one state, and they move him to another state. Yeah, that's the reality genre. I mean, people, if people think these shows are real, they should wake up. These shows are carefully choreographed and scripted because their job is to entertain people that don't know any better. That's and, true with all reality shows. That's the whole point. Right, right. And so when this show wanted me to do their show, it's Paranormal Witness. I wouldn't sign the contract, nor would Jeff Weedcraft. They wanted to work on the San Pedro case. And I just said... So let me get this straight. Even if the, the check you all gives me bounces, I can't sue you because it says I can't sue you for any reason at all. So if you breach the contract, I'm left in the, and you lie and claim I'm a drug addict or I'm an alcoholic or I'm out of my mind. There's nothing I can do. Well, yeah, that's right. I said, well, goodbye. And they kept bugging me. I said, no, we'll amend our agreement. And the executive, one of the producers got back to me, the supervising producer. Oh, we can't do that. I said, then I can't work with you. So they shot the show with my old colleague and, and Jackie Hernandez and other people, but Jeff Weecraft and I refused to participate for very obvious reasons. And I said, so you got a gun in my head. You pulled the hammer back. You cocked the hammer, and then you got your finger on the trigger. You want to sign? No, thank you. So, I mean, I, I told them I don't like what they're doing. I showed it to my agent and my manager, and they all went, what? Is this a joke? I said, no, it's very real. So let them do a show without me. I'm not going to. I was worried they would try to set me up because over the years I've said I've said some pretty nasty things about the entire genre, and everyone knows pretty much what I'm who and what I'm referring to. And I think they'd love to get back at me. They somehow discredit me or defame me or lie about me on their show to make me look bad on their network. Now so. going back though to your career. As a script doctor and technical advisor, those are older films. Do I take it then that nobody's asking you anymore? No, it's correct. I haven't worked on a movie in a long, long time. Remember, the movies now are, I mean, let's still go paranormal activity. I saw the first one when it came out, not in the theater, I guess. A friend got a screener and I watched it, almost put me to sleep. And last half of the third act, something happens. Okay, great. I met the producer of the movie uh, last year and he said, what'd you think? I said, well... I was waiting for the attractive brunette to take her clothes off to go to bed, but she slept in her clothes, so it was really boring. And I said, it was very predictable. It was stupid. And I said, you know, it's like the Blair Witch. Well, you know, they have this TV show that came on the ABC network called The River, which is produced by the same people who produce Paranormal Activity. It's got the same thing where you've got all this handheld camcorder kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was awful. I watched about a half hour of it, and I gave up. And I noticed the ratings were okay the first week, and then <laughs> tanked. They dropped. They, yeah, well, I totally. mean, it's unfortunately they're, the demographic they're shooting for 12 to 30, or not even that. And well, I'd rather not insult people who are 12 to 30 because I have a 26-year-old son. Right. It's The whole thing is pathetic. Um, I watched Falling Skies, the first episode. I turned it off halfway through because it was so boring. It was I better, watched, though. It was yeah, better. I, I watched Terra Nova, the first episode. I almost... I was bored bored to tears. It was the same thing we've seen before. Nothing new. And I think they're just regurgitating a lot of old themes. Rather than try something new, let's try what's worked before with new faces. And someone's screaming, the camera's jumping around. And, and the, you know, it's just, I, when I grew up, I watched a lot of television. I mean, there was Twilight Zone, there was Outer Limits, there was Star Trek, there was Alfred Hitchcock Presents, there was Thriller. I mean, Playhouse 90 is a really great television for me. If I was a kid now, I'd be bored silly. 
I would be absolutely bored silly. It, it, it just, it's, it's horrible. It's, I mean, it's, you know, the irony is we have all these channels and there's still nothing to watch for me. Uh, the history channel, discovery channel is interesting. Um, but most of the stuff that, I mean, I grew up, the sitcoms I grew up with, I used to love all in the family cause it was provocative and it made us think about how messed up we are socially. Um, I used to love cheers and Seinfeld, but I don't watch a lot of television anymore because it's just boring. Yeah, I'd rather too. watch paint peel. Well, you know, of course, what they've done is they've perfected the technology of making these films. And they get some pretty good performers. I mean, you have Oscar winners coming to TV to do segments, to do shows. Mm -hmm. But very few shows are worth watching. And I look at the sitcoms. You have the best sitcoms out there. And people are going to, you know, send me nasty letters now. But I don't really care. But you look at these sitcoms these days, and they don't make you laugh. Where's the funny stuff? I mean, I could still look at I Love Lucy. Yeah. From 1950s in Laugh, and I hear my wife laughing at this stuff, and then you watch one of these current sitcoms, and you watch five minutes of it, and you say, what's funny? What yeah, is well, the matter with these people? I'll tell you what's the matter. We have to talk to our benefactors. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Are you ready to order the official Paracast t-shirt? You asked, we answered. We're now taking orders for the official Paracast t-shirt. It comes in white, 100% cotton. The front of it features the same logo that we have on our community forums. On the back it says, separating signal from noise. To order the official Paracast t-shirt, here's all you have to do. Visit our new online store at store.theparacast.com. One more time that's store.theparacast.com you can use a major credit card to place your order for the official paracast t-shirt hey neighbors we have one more thing to talk about and that's more merchandise at the official paracast store we have hats we have jackets we even have a flip video camcorder customized with the paracast logo at the official paracast store it's all now available at the official paracast store store.theparacast.com What is the most abundant resource on Earth? Water. It's essential for sustaining life, but it's not always the most available. When disaster strikes, water quickly vanishes from store shelves, like it did during 9-11, Katrina, Japan, and in Joplin. Three days without water and your body begins to shut down. Don't risk being without an abundant supply of water when the next disaster hits. Get a FlowJack hand well pump. The affordable FlowJack drops right into almost any well and is easy to install without having to remove the existing pump, giving you immediate access to plenty of cool, clean water. You could risk your family's health on a limited supply of stored water, or you could be prepared with the reliable, affordable FlowJack backup hand pump kit. Delivered to your door for only $3.99 complete. See how it works at FlowJack.com, spelled F-L-O-J-A-K.com. Be sure to spell F-L-O-J-A-K.com or call 855-4-FLOJACK. That's 855-435-6525. Proudly made in America. FLOJACK hand well pumps. Peace of mind in a box. Introducing a diabetes breakthrough, an easy, natural, organic way to bring relief to diabetics. 
Introducing MDS Forte, a concentrated super strength extract formulated for those who are looking for relief. What can MDS Forte do for you? MDS Forte reduces glucose levels safely and effectively, reduces cholesterol and triglyceride levels, increases HDL or good cholesterol while reducing LDL or bad cholesterol. MDS Forte reduces A1C, improves eyesight and circulation to the limbs, and helps with weight loss. Is non-toxic, caffeine-free, 100% natural, 100% organic, and comes with a 100% money back guarantee waiting for the side effects disclaimers with mds forte there are none order a 25-day treatment of mds forte by calling 213-405-5355 213-405-5355 or visit bestbloodsupport.com that's bestbloodsupport.com for mds forte a diabetes breakthrough BePrepared.com is making deals because you need to be prepared now and you need to save. Stay tuned for a free offer from BePrepared.com. BePrepared.com is the official site of Emergency Essentials, a 24-year leader in emergency preparedness supplies. Everything from long-term food storage to emergency kits, water storage and filtration to alternative light and heat sources. Now the sale items. Right now through February 29th, save 15% on canned bacon, 28% on a working with wheat combo, 28% on a one-month supply of freeze-dried and dehydrated food, and more, all at BePrepared.com. Plus, order $75 or more and get a free $25 gift card by using promo code Genesis35 at checkout at BePrepared.com. Limit one per customer. This sale ends February 29th. Call 800-222-9596 and experience exceptional customer service and our low price guarantee. That's 800-222-9596. Hurry. Sale ends February 29th. The choice is clear. Be unprepared or BePrepared.com. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? With Gene and Chris on the Paracast with Dr. Barry Taff, and he's had a storied career. I mean, incredible. Parapsychologist, worked on TV, script doctor, all that kind of stuff. Worked for the government, and I want to talk to you about this here. Mm-hmm. Your bio, and we have a lot of questions, by the way, from listeners, but yeah. your bio says that you consulted for the government, business, and law enforcement, the government, Central Intelligence Agency. Mm-hmm. Is this a need-to-know answer or what? Yeah, I can't talk about what I did, correct. Okay. I, that's all, I, we, all I can say is the work I did for the government, for the intelligence community, dealt with what was called remote viewing. I can't, go to any, I can't discuss anything beyond that. Or I, I signed national security oaths with these groups, and uh, I made the foolhardy statements when, in, when I was doing the 70s when I was at UCLA, and I, it almost became, it came back to bite me because I was a little too open about what we were doing, and I got some very nasty responses, and thank God the, the Daily Berlin published some um, retractions, so they made errors in the article anyway. But uh, most of what we did is classified. Most of what you're reading about, have read about in the books that have been published, um, uh, by the, the people that did the actual work is very sanitized and a lot of the really relevant information will not never be declassified because of what it gets into and that's what we came in and all I can say is I work for these different groups and agencies and I can't go into it beyond that. Are they still doing it? Yes and no. Yes, exploratory. No in the sense that for all we think we've learned, we still don't know anything. Um, there's more questions than answers. If it worked that well, the world would be a lot different because we'd be ahead of the curve. We mean we know major events before they occur, and we see that we haven't gotten there yet. Um, 
um, there was a great deal of skepticism within the military and the intelligence community about this because a lot of they're very closed-minded people and because there's no theory or model to explain its mechanisms or why it works, why it all too often fails, um, they didn't want to deal with it. There was a great deal of bias and prejudice against this and a lot of the people who get into this area go nuts. They just they freak out. They have emotional problems coping with these abilities. It's sort of like waking up tomorrow being Superman or Superwoman you know, and you've got these abilities and you're not able to control them, they pretty much happen. And you might be able to make some of them occur, but for the most part, um, they're spontaneous. And it can be very unnerving because you can't mediate what's coming into your head. It sometimes comes in when you don't even want it. Well, I know we had had an episode on remote viewing on the Paracast back 2006, 2007. (laughs) I forget the name of the reviewer the person who was doing the remote viewing. But we created a scenario with that person. And he did see something where he was supposed to view some specific location or object. And it was a pretty compelling demonstration. So obviously something is going on. But the question I've had through the years about remote viewing is, is it precise enough to be able to depend upon it with reliable information? And are you really seeing things that are happening then and there in another location? Are you looking into another dimension? What's going on? So many well, questions. Well, I mean, the, okay, yes. The information that comes out, some of the information that comes out of this process is extremely state-specific. Names, dates, places, like you're there watching it with your own eyes and ears. A lot of times it's, you can be precognitive, meaning before the events transpire, you're seeing them as if they did if you're watching them in real time. And the problem is that even if you're able to see things before they occur, can you intervene? Can there be an interdiction at a military level? And from all the the terrible things that have happened in the last 35 or 40 years in the world community, the, you know, the, the terrible acts of violence and terror, the fact that we've never been able to intervene, for the most part, prevent these heinous acts, makes me wonder if anyone's paying attention to this or it's just a game. But I can tell you, matter of fact, that the amount of specificity that could be applied with this data acquisition method is extremely acute. When we were being visited with by the intelligence groups in this early 70s at UCLA, the data we demonstrated, we, we demonstrated what we could do for them, and it kind of freaked them out. And what we, they, were, we were making, they were making audio tapes of what we were doing, and uh, we, some of the data was so state-specific in terms of, yeah, that was some of the that we provided um, to them based on the target they gave us was so state-specific, so accurate in detail that they wondered if their program was compromised in terms of its um, security. I kind of wonder here, just trying to get appropriations for projects like that, they have to pretty well clothe it in something else. I mean, you can't go to Congress and say, okay, we're going to have $32 million for remote viewing, and they're going to say, What? Well, remote viewing was a very poorly funded program to the, from the get-go. It was, there was not a lot of money spent on it. I mean, given the type of money spent on military projects, um, weapons projects, the money put in the remote viewing was like pennies and the pennies and nickels and dimes. Very low lot, amount of money. And in the end, there's, you're still scratching your head. Well, okay, how does it work? Why does it work? And what is it telling us about the nature of space-time and consciousness? And no one wants to deal with it. I had someone on my show about a month and a half, two months ago, um, regarding remote viewing, I won't give his name, and everything was going well. Very articulate, intelligent man, like when I interviewed Chris uh, last week. 
very funny, smart, very good. And then I, I made a, asked him about a couple of things, and he freaked because I realized I touched on something that's still classified. And he just changed the subject. I asked him another element. I wanted to look at one of the things I said. The first thing I said that this, the data processing of the acquisition suggests a holographic distribution of information, that everything's everywhere, that time and space, the information of time and space is equally distributed in all of time and space, meaning the past information is still available, the future's information is already available, and distant information is available. Well, this would be holographic, and he didn't want to deal with that, so he steered away. Okay. So we're talking here about all these events are happening simultaneously. No, 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 not the events. The information related to them coexists, not the events. Explain. Okay, when you're watching a DVD, you're seeing the information stored in that medium. You're not seeing the movie when it was made. You're seeing the information related to what was shot with film or video. All we're doing is accessing information. We're not accessing the event. We're accessing the data related to it, the information. And information does not know bounds of space or time. Um, again, the past information is still available. The future's information is already available. Does that imply no- then being preordained that whatever is going to happen is already set down in stone somewhere as if there's some gigantic computer that stores everything? Yeah, there comes the rub. This is the problem. If the information that makes up space-time is equally distributed and accessible through consciousness at some level by our brains, our minds, then is the future already there? Do we, do we in fact, have free will? Is, or is it deterministic? Is it fatalistic? Um, you know, there's a great line, a film that altered my life when I was a kid, the original Time Machine from 1960. Right. A great line, Rod Taylor says. That's the George you know, Powell movie. Yeah, right. The original and was what was it, Taylor. Alan Young, the guy from... Yeah. From Mr. Ed, Ed played his Irish-speaking friend. Mr. Philby. Yes. There's a great line in the first act where they're talking and they see a demonstration of a little time machine and and Sebastian Cabot's going on, oh, the future's already there, it's irrevocable, it cannot be changed. And Rod Taylor turns as playing George, a supposed to be H.G. Wells, and says, you know, that's the most important question to which I hope to find an answer. Can man control his destiny? Can he change the shape of things to come? And there, that is probably the most profound thing that deals with the human condition. Are we living out a drama in which we're actors in a play we can't alter? Or is there free will? Or is it, a, is it the best of both worlds? And in my book, I get into this, I'm not ad nauseum, but enough where I present a perspective where it is predestined to a certain degree. At another level, there is free will. At the level we're living at, consciously from day to day or unconsciously from day to day, there is free will. We don't know what we're going to do until we do it. At another level, at a more grandiose gestalt level, there may not be free will. It's like you're in a pool bouncing around, random brownian motion of water molecules. Oh, looks fun. You pull back farther. Oh, it's not a pool. You're in a giant glass. The water must conform to the shape of the glass. It may be something like that. The perspective determines the reality. From our perspective, it all seems random. When we did the re- some precognitive remote viewing at UCLA, and this is in my book, some of the results were so disturbing that a lot of our regulators walked away from the program. They couldn't deal with it because it painted a picture of the future of reality they didn't like. And well, it's a reality you have to wonder about. I mean, if I knew what was going to happen next week, 
Well, certainly we can either profit from it, we can either learn from it, we can cope with it. And then, of course, you have these movies which are fatalistic in the sense that someone tries to change the future. And no matter what they do, the future always ends up playing out the way it's expected to play out. This is going to play out. We have Dr. Barry Taff joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Hi, Ted Anderson announcing a great way to listen to radio on the telephone. By calling 760-569-7700, you'll be hearing GCNlive.com programs in seconds. Come to GCNlive.com, find your favorite host's dedicated phone number, and hear them 24-7. You heard me right, every show has a dedicated phone number. Stop by GCNlive.com and bookmark their number today. And again, that's 760-569-7700. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. This brings the second hour up of the Paracast with Gene and Chris and Dr. Barry Taff, an experienced parapsychologist joining us. We have a bunch of questions from our listeners about Barry. In fact, so many questions. I think one person asked enough questions to fill the show. But maybe before we progress, because his interests are so wide-ranging and he'll be back in the future for further answers and wisdom, maybe we'll have Chris look into some of those questions and ask them right now. Well, I do have a question that kind of dovetails nicely, Barry, with what we've been talking about. This comes from Polterwurst, who's one of our fairly long-time posters at uh, forum.theparacast.com. And he's interested, uh, he's the one that wrote out, there's probably 20 questions here, if not more, but I think this one's uh, a good one to ask right now. Is there some degree of interdisciplinary exchange with the researchers in these fields of study, maybe even with more mainstream physicists who are now talking about things like dark matter and you know, additional dimensions, spooky action at a distance, and other unseen or intangible things? while most of them still maintain that there is nothing to psychic research or parapsychology. Are we seeing um, a, a shift in, uh, in mainstream science in relation to, to your uh, work, Dean Radin, others, Rupert Sheldrake? I don't see any shift. Um, when you start talking about the quantum elements, and no, I, I don't, because, again, here's the problem. is We're still looking at the world in a very three-dimensional way, and... The, the evidence suggests that the, the nature of this phenomena, whether it's accessing information psychically or witnessing psychokinetic manifestations, there's another force at work here. Everything in the universe we know of, all energy forms, are exothermic. When they do work, they produce heat. 
whatever this force of nature is that allows these things to happen or makes them happen is not exothermic. It's very likely endothermic, which means it's not electromagnetic, it's not nuclear, and it's not gravitational as we know it. That means there's something else out there. We don't even have machines to measure it because we don't know what it is. It's, it, we're measuring the effect of an unknown cause. We're like seeing the wake a boat produces, but we're not even aware of the boat. This is the problem, that every time we learn something, it generates 20 more questions. And we know that space and time have little effect on these things. When I was interviewing this academician several months ago about remote viewing, and I talked about remote influence, he freaked because that's still a class. I suspect it's still a classified aspect. Well, if you can see things at a distance, which has been pretty well established, it's valid and real, can you affect them at a distance? The answer is yes, but not as reliably as you can. Seeing something is easier than changing, moving it. Why, we don't know. But get to the basics of the question, the physics, the most advanced physics, still don't reconcile the fact that how could you see the future before it occurs? In my book, I talk about one of the first precognitive remote viewing sessions we did. We got now, is this the current them. book? Pardon? You yes. said in your book. Is this the one that's aliens above, right, goes right, below? Right, sure. right. In my book, I talk about the first remote viewing event we tried. We got sick of the real-time stuff. It was boring. You know, been there, done that. Okay, it works. So we decided one Wednesday evening we were going to move forward in time in our minds to the next Wednesday evening and describe the first target that would be randomly selected. So we, we turn the lights off, we're in a sensory-deprived environment, we have headphones on, mics, we don't know what each other is saying, and we're all just describing, once we imagine we're a week forward in our mind, or take ourselves there mentally, we see a tall blonde woman dressed very professionally in a beige-like beautiful suit, and she's seated, seated in one of the 24 chairs in the room, and... We see a beautiful three-story home in the Hollywood Hills and a baby grand piano. And then we all end up, most of us, describe a tall man dressed in black, black clothing, black gloves, black hat, black mask, black sword, black boots, and an imposing sword. And we thought, we didn't even think, what are we talking about? Are we losing our minds? Okay. The next week, new people come in, and they're all given random numbers. They're given a number in a piece of paper sealed in 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 a closed envelope. And these people were not there, knew nothing about it. They were brought in through third parties. They knew nothing about what we were doing. We rolled dice. Oh, right, open your packets. All the new people open their packets. And whatever, whosoever number matches the roll of the dice, you're the target. This woman, this girl, said, oh, it's me. And we forgot what we said a week earlier. We said, okay, take the recorder. play the re- You control the audio feedback, audio playback. If the statement fits you, stop it. If it doesn't, let it go. So we describe her. Perfect. Even clothing, height, face, hair. Okay, what could have been coincidence. She's seated in the one of the 24 chairs, which she picked on her own. We didn't tell her what chair to sit in. The only chair she couldn't sit in would have been mine because it had the control, basic controls for the microphones. We described the house. Yep, perfectly accurate. But we got to the tall man in all in black, sword, mask, cape. Her father was Guy Williams. He played Zorro for Disney. And, and, she, went, <laughs> and she went, wait a minute, when did you make this tape? We said a week ago. A week ago, I didn't know I was coming here until three hours ago. How could you go, that's the point? Wow, that's, that's really intriguing. And it was, you know, so I talked to some of my academic brethren at the time, and they said it was coincidence. I go, excuse me, coincidence? Yeah, what are the odds? Well, I mean, actually, if you want to do them, it was something like 6 times 10 to the 42nd power. That's a lot of zeros. 
Yeah, and it was it was ridiculous. And I, and I met her dad and her mom, really nice people, and she was really freaked out by this. It really unnerved her. When she said, oh, I'm, when she finished, she stopped, and she said, do you know who I am? She goes, my name's Tony Williams. I go, and? Who? I'm God Williams' daughter. We went, what? And she just, I mean, she didn't know what to do. And even if she'd been brought by someone who had been there the week earlier, there were 12 new people that came in the room, and we rolled dice to see who would be randomly chosen. So the chance of her being randomly would have been astronomical again. So it just, it was amazing. And I, that's why I told the story in the book. The next precognitive session, weeks later, all we kept seeing was fire, fire, fire. We thought we were losing our minds. I'm in the lab the next day on the, it's on the fifth floor, even though it was called the second floor. And um, fire engines are coming. Our conference room caught fire. And no, I didn't set it. A, 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 spark, a, a socket behind one of the curtains shorted, spark caught the drapes on fire. The wonder why we saw fire, it was imminent. So this is some crude examples of what we dealt with. And again, it, it brings forth the notion of, are we masters of our own fate or are we caught up in this bizarre play we're in? We don't know. And I have a weird feeling that in the end, if we ever figure out what's going on, we're not gonna like what we learned. It's gonna tell us of a space and time that is very different than we think it is, where we don't we aren't who and what we think we are. And this the reason the book is called Aliens Above Ghosts Below, as I spoke to Chris about last Wednesday on my show, and by the way, he was a great guest, Chris. You were incredible. Um Thank it's you. wonderful to have people like you on the show because every so often I get someone who just won't talk. You have to sort of fight them to get them to speak. Chris was great, and I really liked what it had to say and his thoughts and attitudes and orientations. And I, I think we're, the whole thing is a lot of people who have UFO encounters, CE3s or 4s, start, they have, start having paranormal fallout. We've had people that began with massive paranormal encounters who start having UFO encounters. The question is why? What does it mean? How is this all tied together? That's one of and, the things that we've talked about in the PowerCast since we okay. started in 2006. The fact that you can't separate UFOs from all this other stuff. And you try. You say, okay, E.T.'s coming down here. That's the UFO mystery. We've got figured out. And maybe they abduct people occasionally. And then you start talking to people. And you know this far better than I do. You start talking to people and suddenly they tell you, well, you know, it's not just that, but, you know, I think I saw something, uh, apparition somewhere, or we had strange things moving about in our kitchen. And you get all this other stuff going on, or we saw strange creatures, and you can't separate them. No, we've had a, a case actually three years ago in Pasadena, and the woman's te you know, classic poltergeist activity. But then she said, before we left, we never try to lead people. We'll just let them talk about what they've experienced. We ask questions, but we never suggest anything. Anyway, she says, you know, I had a weird experience years before this started. I wonder if it's relevant. We, okay, describe it. And she said she was camping with her ex-husband, well, it was now her ex-husband and her son, and this weird light, and they all lost several hours of time. And we'll get they into had, more of that instance where they had a missing time episode. Coming up with Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. 
the site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. You expect professional service from your doctor, your accountant, and even the girl who takes your morning coffee order. Why not from your domain registrar, too? Namecheap.com provides stellar service with no sneaky upselling. We offer more features and security options for your website than there are ways to order a latte. And new domains come with a WhoisGuard to protect your personal info. At Namecheap.com, you can get your domain for as low as $2.99. Now is a great time to get to know Namecheap.com. Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes, revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made Vaporeate e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service, fast, free, same-day shipping, and a 30 day warranty and satisfaction guarantee. So are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle? Then call 870-518-4307. That's 870-518-4307. Or visit LeSig.com, spelled L-E-C-I-G.com. LeSig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker. Do you suffer from low-functioning adrenal or thyroid? Did you know that mercury from your dental fillings comes off of your teeth both as a vapor and as particles into your body? Wherever mercury deposits in your body, it stops cells from functioning normally. Animal studies show that mercury causes kidney function to drop by 60%. Mercury deposited into your adrenals or thyroid will cause a corresponding drop in function. The number one method by which your body detoxifies itself of mercury is glutathione. The number one superfood that helps turn on all 10 trillion cells of your body to produce glutathione is non-denatured whey protein from grass-fed cows. After investigating most high-end whey proteins on the market, only one is the most non-denatured, the most active, the most complete, and in our opinion, the most powerful in what nature originally put into the fresh raw whey. It is One World Whey. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorldWhey.com. We all know that Berkey water purification systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey water filtration systems. The Berkey Light systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light system system today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653 or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you'd like to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out at iTunes. With Gene, with Chris, and with Dr. Barry Taff, we're talking about a particular episode. A family is camping out. They have missing time. What happened next, Barry? Well, they wake up and they realize that hours have gone by, and they're like, "What?" And they they feel kind of sick, and they have to, they have scars and bruises. And then it was about several, about eight or nine months later, where paranormal phenomena began happening around them, and it helped cause the family to break up. The marriage broke up, and the woman still has paranormal fallout. And we saw some of the pictures she's taken. This is not a professional photographer. She does she barely knows how to load a camera or use a computer. Some of the pictures are more indicative of, of ufological events than paranormal or whatever. And we didn't say, we just all looked at each other because we knew what we were seeing or what we thought we were seeing. And the woman got so freaked out by all that she went to her church and they took her pictures and destroyed them. And they took the, um, you know, the memory cards from her camera and destroyed that. These are all demons. They're going to get you. And oh my God. And in fact, she was going to appear on a show. My colleague was for co-producing at the time. And they told the church that, oh no, these are demons. If you work with the show, it'll, they'll end up killing you. And she just went bananas and we didn't hear from her again. But So demons are also digital. Demons are producers that don't pay you. Demons are production <laughs> companies that give, you, that give you contracts that say that they can libel and slander you and you can't go after them for it. Yeah, I just... Yeah. Welcome but to show business. Let me tell you about another chapter in my book, Chapter 10, called Abduction Central. Valentine's Day, 1977. I was out on a case with my colleague here in Los Angeles, walked into apartment, the case we were investigating, just started, and I saw this girl, and I, I just went weak. I freaked out. This was my a vision of perfect feminine beauty. I couldn't stop staring at my colleagues. I said, Barry, Barry, I went, what, who? Oh, oh, yeah, okay. I've never seen a girl more beautiful in my life, and I have a very rigid image of what I think is beautiful. It's kind of uh, very stereotypical of my thoughts. Well, there was an actress who died a couple of years ago. She was young. Her name was Adele Mara. Did a lot of TVs and movies. Marie Blanchard, a shorter version of her, she died like 42 years ago. Let's see, Joan Collins. And that that look, Sherry, uh, Sherry Jackson from what Little Girls Made of in Star Trek. You get the look. And this girl was all of that rolled into one in my height. And everything was great. And we were sta- started dating and later on. And everything was great. And then the dreams came. This is all in Chapter 10. The dreams is saying that July 22nd, it all ended. I didn't know why. I just July 22nd. So I wrote down July 22nd, it ends. I didn't know why or what. I just, I'm not going to tell her. She'll think I want out of the relationship. And this is how I'm trying to manipulate her. So I kind of forgot about it. Well, everything was great. Wake up July 10th, July 22nd. And she's under the cover. She won't come out. And she's sobbing. Why didn't I help her? I go, with what? She goes, when the room lit up. I go, with the room lit up? What are you talking about? Well, the room lit up. I go, they took me. I go, what are you? And she describes the room lighting up, being picked up out of bed. By She found herself in another room, a round metal room, on a pedestal-like table of looked like stainless steel or brushed aluminum, restrained at her ankles, her wrists, her neck, and her abdomen. And these little men around her, much smaller than we were, and not, we're neither of us at all. We're both about 5'5". Five, five. Okay, this um, is a classic abduction yeah, scenario. Right, right. right. 
And long story short, they were cutting and pro- probing and put, hurting her and sticking her, and, and and she was freaking out. And she never said aliens. He had no interest in UFOs at all. Had no, not even curious. Didn't interest her. But the reason I met her is there was poltergeist activity around her. Anyway, she finally comes out from under. I asked her before she came out. I said to her, "Do you know anything about UFO abductions?" She goes, "What? What are what are UFO abductions?" She goes, "What? No. What is that? No, no." Comes out of under the covers. She's bleeding from her nose, bleeding from her ear, bleeding from her eye, bleeding from her uterus, bleeding from her rectum, and from and uh, from her mouth. And she wasn't menstruating. Around her hair had been cut. Little scoops of skin taken out of her back and around her wrists, her ankles, her abdomen, and her neck were black and blue constriction marks, like she'd been bruised. She had a complete breakdown. What made me think this case was more than simply some kind of psycho systematic manifestation or like form of stigmata was the power in that area had gone off out at two in the morning and people had seen a strange glowing object hovering over that part of the Hollywood Hills at about the same time. Obviously now, not a dream state if you have all those physical effects. Right, right. And she'd been abducted apparently since then, and she had a complete breakdown. And we were, had this not occurred, whatever it was, I'm assuming it was an abduction, very likely we would have been married within less than a year. Are you married? No. Okay. That was the only girl I've ever met that I could have married in terms of our compatibility. I meet beautiful women all the time. The problem is they either think I'm crazy, which is very common, or... More disturbingly, they make me look normal. If that's the case, we're in trouble. Oh, oh, oh boy. So Ouch. my life, this is a life, you know, on my website, barrytaft.net, one of the blogs is called A Life-Changing Paranormal Event, and this was with this girlfriend. And I can't imagine if, God, if we would have been married, I would have had to get a normal job. What a horrible thought. But it would have been worth it in her case. But that didn't happen. So, well, that that leads me to another question by Polterwurst, yeah. and, and, and that is, do you always find a focus person in the poltergeist cases that you look into? And if so, are there similarities in personality types? Uh, yeah, the answer is yes and yes. It could be anywhere from pubescent adolescence into adulthood, person, personality, kind of wired, frenetic, kind of dis, dis, dis fragmented personality, very unstable emotionally speaking. Um, the commonalities are this. It seems there's three, three or four variables that determine the manifestation of these phenomena. Chris and I discussed this briefly last week. One is location, location, location. It seems these environments seem to have geomagnetic or electromagnetic anomalies. Two. Before you go to, that's like having portal areas or something like that. Uh, let's, let's stay away from the word portal. Let's just call it a geophysical anomaly. Okay. Um, secondly would be the person tends to be either seizure-prone or epileptic, whether they know it or not. And you can, obviously, you can measure this. When we, if the instruments we take out in the field are very sensitive, but they can't measure biomagnetic. That's so weak you need superconducting sensors for, squid devices, whatever. Um, bioelectric is easy to measure. Anyway, long story short, um, again, Around these poltergeist agents, their bodies seem to be putting out up to a million times the magnetic field amplitude of a normal person, which is why they're epileptic. And the third variable, so you have the location, the, neuro, the unique neurophysiology of the individual, the third is unstable emotions. Those seem to be the common factors. And all the cases that we've worked on, we can really delve into them. The pattern is the same, not some of them. It's always the same. 
It's like wherever you imagine you go to a different restaurant, but wherever you eat, you're eating the same food. We've okay. It's a new face, a new place, but it's the same food. It's still McDonald's. No matter where you go, it's McDonald's. It's Pizza Hut. Unfortunately, or yeah, Wendy's. Rather have a, right. Rather of course, have you're in Southern more. California, which is, I guess, the home of franchised restaurants. Although there's some right. great restaurants there that we have to talk to you about later on. Yes, yeah. but you know when we get to Southern California. Right. So, you know, the, the, those are the three, very, three or four, um, I guess, parameters that we look at, and the consistency has been extremely high. Um, it, it's, it's amazing. Uh, I'll tell you what's amazing, these announcements coming from our benefactors. We have Dr. Barry Taff with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack Attack. of the Rockoids. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans a galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack Attack. of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack, attack of the Rockwell, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. Listeners are discovering a simple way to earn money. We're talking quit-your-nowhere-job-and-work-from-home type of money. Incomeathome19.com has come to us for listeners who want to work from home. Listen to this. I have to tell you, it's the best decision that I ever made because we replaced my income and my husband's income. This business has allowed us to quit our job, and we're both at home full-time and loving it. Best decision I ever made. Listeners, Incomeathome19.com is A-plus rated for their business ethics. They're affiliated with a multi-billion dollar company and they do business in over 75 countries no selling soap no pressure no cold calling they bring money-making opportunities to your computer either full or part-time if you're ready to make a change and start earning money from home go to incomeathome19.com now they're even giving away one thousand dollars to someone just for checking them out visit incomeathome19.com incomeathome19.com that's incomeathome19.com Have you ever seen a U.S. postage stamp featuring Abraham Lincoln, Ben Franklin, or George Washington? If you're into stamp collecting, you know it's a fun, affordable hobby. America's leading stamp dealer is the Mystic Stamp Company, and they want you to have their free 140-page color catalog. Go to mysticstampad.com, the website of the Mystic Stamp Company. Serving stamp collectors since 1923, Mystic Stamp is well-known in the industry for its experience, superior customer service, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Go to mystic.com. 
ad.com to request your free 140-page U.S. stamp color catalog packed with collecting tips, special offers, color photos, and over 4,600 available stamps. Call 800-433-7811 or go to mysticstampad.com. That's 800-433-7811 and ask for your free U.S. stamp catalog or mysticstampad.com. Mystic Stamp Company, America's leading stamp dealer. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at crossbreedholsters.com. Don't forget, crossbreedholsters.com. In a coming apart world, you need something to keep it tied together. That something is Atwood Rope, the highest quality rope made in the USA from exotic braids for military, rescue, arborists, shipyards, tow line, or boating. Quality rope at affordable prices you and your customers can depend on. Find a dealer or shop online at atwoodrope.net. Enter promo code RADIO to receive 100 feet of 550 paracord free with purchase. Atwood Rope, working to keep the world tied together. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. With Gene, with Chris on the Paracast, Dr. Barry Taff. And no, I do not pre-write the segues or use remote viewing to make them that bad. <laughs> I just do my best. You want to continue with that frame of thought, Barry, or should sure, we have sure. another question? Yeah. Uh, no, the um, see what's an, an important. The majority of people who are poltergeist agents tend to be as a seizure prone or epileptic. However, most people who are seizure prone or epileptic are not poltergeist agents. That means it's a unilateral of, of the effect. What it what there's a missing or unknown variable. God now, knows what that, that is. goes against the wisdom that it's really teenagers who are near puberty and they have all this excess energy. Well, no, actually, you see the whole thing. The same way in nature, many different things can produce heat. Friction, chemicals can produce heat, light can produce heat, fire produces heat. There's five or six things that they all produce heat. You may get the same result from different causes, but it seems to be the result of a confluence, not an influence. So it's like in order to produce, produce, make a certain recipe, you've got to have a certain, you know, foods and spices together to produce a given result. A young person who's going through puberty or, or adolescence, in adolescence, their nervous system may be so frayed to begin with, it may parallel that of someone who's seizure-prone or epileptic. Now, when the people that are seizure-prone or epileptic who have these phenomena around them, when they take the meds to quell their seizures, not only do the seizures stop, the phenomena stops. When they stop taking the meds because the meds make them feel really bad, the seizures return as do the phenomena. What a coincidence. That means oh, that, that's very telling. the same region of the brain may be mediating both processes. The question is, you could do studies, longitudinal studies on this, MRIs, fu- functional MRIs, PET scans, cost a fortune, and every doctor, every, every MD would be out of a job. <laughs> oh, yeah, the insurance companies wouldn't go for this. But I also wonder from what you're saying here, would that mean that in theory, you could give somebody a drug 
to recreate certain mental symptoms that would cause you to see these things? Well, no, you're correct, but you're incorrect. There may be a way. That would to be reverse. the first time. But no, you, you, you're right, but the precision is wrong. There may be a way to reverse engineer the process. And rather than stimulating the brain chemically, which is very dangerous under any circumstances, we know that from the history of psych, you know, psychotropic drugs, um, there may be a way to drive the in environment and the individual. In neurophysiological research, you can do what's called photic driving by putting a bright strobe light in front of a patient's eyes and see how their brain responds. Well, that also can induce epilepsy in people. It may be possible to drive the brain through electromagnetically pumping the environment in certain ways. The problem is the risk to the persons in the environment might be acute in which case you can't do it because you never, ever put people at risk for any reason whatsoever. So that's the problem. That I, I think it's possible to do this. It would be very dangerous and risky, and um, you could theoretically, you could fry people. You could kill them with this. I, would, I mean, there may be other ways of doing it, but you know, the whole thing of you never put people in harm's way medically, ever. And I don't care what data you're going to collect, you don't do it. So this is a possibility. I would suggest that people don't experiment with this. You may, you may fry your own nervous system. Chris, let's get into another question. This is fascinating, Barry. And, and Pol you know, Polterwurst is right there. I think he was precognitive with his questioning here. <laughs> um, another question that he has, which I think is a very good one, and, and for someone that has been out on thousands and thousands of, of cases and claims of uh, the unusual – do we have any hard evidence, audio, video recordings, police reports, that there is really something happening with hauntings and poltergeist cases which seem to contradict our knowledge of natural laws and processes, that it's not all infrasound waves or other natural phenomena people are imagining or misinterpreting things or even hoaxing? If so, why is this evidence not more widely known and the phenomena more publicly accepted? Well, yeah, the answer is yes, there's evidence. But see, science is science has done great things. Without science, we wouldn't be having the show right now because we wouldn't have technology. So you've got to have be able to reproduce stuff in a controlled situation. And, and I have to tell you, it's not reverse engineered alien technology. Right. I, right, I don't think. Right. Right. No. But but basically, it's a, it's a really good question that was asked, and that is the, for example, the entity case. You have 20, 20 people in a little bedroom in Culver City in a hot summer night of nineteen seventy four and lime green lights coalesce. This is chapter two in my book, by the way. Coalesce in the corner in a large apparition forms. And it was astounding. I mean, I remember it like I was there yesterday. It was like, oh my God. And then it just turns off like a light. Well, we had several professional photographers there with cameras firing, firing, firing. We could see with our naked eyes. It lit up the room pretty brightly in an otherwise darkened environment, yet we couldn't photograph it. What we did capture, in, which is in my book, these balls of light, which were visible to the naked eye. And we also got arcs of light, which we never saw in the best picture from the entity case, the light that frames Doris Beither, the lady, the focal point of the case. She was cowering under the lights. The arc most likely is the result of time lapse. We were shooting too slow and the ball was flying over her. And as it did, it produced an arc. It's like you're taking pictures, you know, astronomical photographs with a telescope and a camera. If you don't have a moving platform, you'd get streaks with time exposure. Same thing here. All in the San Pedro case, incredible. Chapter 3 of my book, Hazardous Haunting. Um, very extraordinary photographs taken by Barry Conrad and by Jackie Hernandez. 
in the case, and these look like plasmas, clear, very clear, three-dimensional point sources of light. They overlap each other. They have clear dimensionality, depth of field, um, and these were visible to the naked eye. They look like plasmas, but what's the source? Um, it, it's the evidence is there. We don't we don't know how to interpret it. The best way to describe where parapsychology has been for a long time and still is, with three blind men touching an elephant. One blind man holds the leg. Oh, it's a tree. It's a tree trunk. The other holds the trunk of the elephant and thinks it's the hose. The third blind man holds the tail and thinks it's a rope. They're all wrong. That's where we are. We don't know. The phenomenon is there. Sometimes you have these blatant, blatant manifestations, but we can't explain them. When you see a 215-pound man picked up and thrown on the wall like a rag doll, like in San Pedro, and there's nothing near him that can make that happen, and the room gets colder prior to the event, there's nothing in our world we can, that explains this. There's no force of nature we know of that can manifest this event without burning him alive. Everything we know of, all the energies that we know of, long before he would move, his clothes would burst into flame, everything in the room would burst into flame, and he would be killed. That didn't happen. That got, didn't get hot, it got cold. Well, then we got a problem, don't we? The problem is we don't know what's going on. So instead of burying our heads in the sand and go, well, you know, let's, who cares, we'll ignore it. No, that's the... Maybe they'll, they'll just go away. Yeah, right, exactly. The whole idea is if we just ignore them, they'll stop bothering us, meaning ignore the, what the data is indicating. And the, if you look at the data over a long period of time, which is really, really why I loved having Chris on my show last Wednesday, is that collection, collecting data and looking at the longitudinal patterns in which you're seeing clear evidence there's something extraordinary going on. And the patterns there, we don't know how to quite interpret it yet, but it's there. His, what he's doing, what I've been doing, a few other people have been doing, and what's happening on TV is going in the opposite direction. It's all fantasy. It's all stupid hype. It's all it's horror. I mean, it's, it's instead of universal mummies and vampires and wolfmen and Frankenstein, it's people running around screaming, oh, what was that? Oh, did you feel that? Oh, what was that? I think we need a show called Bimbo Babe Ghost Hunters. And the women run around in thong, beautiful, bodacious babes, run around in thong bikinis. Go, to the ghost. Ah! Shh, don't say anything. I think they're copying what you're saying. This well, show will well, appear well, on the Sci-Fi Channel in two years. Right. With my name excised from it. Your name will not be involved. That's how they do it. You know, if they can't right. think up a dumb idea, they will steal a dumb idea. And then they'll bring it out. And, well, you know, if they get sued, fine. They'll stonewall. You know, it's like these successful TV shows that are in syndication for years, but they lost money. Right. Dr. Barry Taft joins us. I don't think he loses money. If you have a comment or a question about the Paracast, write us, news at theparacast.com. Once again, that's news at theparacast.com. You're with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. 
Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. Iodine protection packs from HempUSA.org are now in stock for immediate delivery worldwide. Our iodine protection packs include micro plant powder, green life kelp, red palm oil, and our clear roll-on iodine that will feed the body the iodine it needs. All iodine protection packs are in stock, save you money, and ship for free in all 50 states. Visit HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean with Microplant powder. Visit us at HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. Did you know that gold and silver contain healing properties? It's true. Since the beginning of mankind's history, gold and silver have not only been used as real money, but also for healing our minds and bodies. UtopiaSilver.com is your leading source for colloidal silver and colloidal gold, offering supplement protocols that can heal and enhance your health. Protocols for boosting the immune system, insomnia, yeast infections, herpes, and countering the effects of vaccinations and radiation poisoning. And now, Utopia UtopiaSilver.com encourages the use of real money with this buy one, get one free real money special. For details and your colloidal silver and colloidal gold supplements, call 888-213-4338 and ask about 50% off for first-time customers. That's 888-213-4338 or visit UtopiaSilver.com, UtopiaSilver.com, fighting for liberty and healing one American at a time. What is the most abundant resource on Earth? Water. It's essential for sustaining life, but it's not always the most available. When disaster strikes, water quickly vanishes from store shelves, like it did during 9-11, Katrina, Japan, and in Joplin. Three days without water and your body begins to shut down. Don't risk being without an abundant supply of water when the next disaster hits. Get a FlowJack hand well pump. The affordable FlowJack drops right into almost any well and is easy to install without having to remove the existing pump, giving you immediate access to plenty of cool, clean water. You could risk your family's health on a limited supply of stored water, or you could be prepared with the reliable, affordable FlowJack backup hand pump kit. Delivered to your door for only $3.99 complete. See how it works at FlowJack.com, spelled F-L-O-J-A-K.com. Be sure to spell F-L-O-J-A-K dot com or call 855-4-FLOW-JACK. That's 855-435-6525. Proudly made in America. FLOW-JACK hand well pumps. Peace of mind in a box. 
Hi, this is Ted Phillips listening to the Paracast, and it's as good as it gets, believe me. With Gene and Chris, you have a fascinating episode with Dr. Barry Taff. He's author of a book called Aliens Above, Ghosts Below, Explorations of the Unknown. And we have someone who enjoys lunch meat and poltergeists because he calls himself Polterwurst. Polterwurst. <laughs> Polterwurst. The worst polter I ever tasted. You know, I just... <laughs> Well, how, how about Gogsmacky? I have a question from Gogsmacky that kind of dovetails, I think, uh, with where we're at in the conversation. Barry, what is the bottom line? Do you, do you believe that people who see ghosts or supernatural entities are ever seeing something that is physically there and not just a figment of, of your imagination? And he gives an example of an inexplicable event that had no explanation of a, a woman that disappeared into a dead-end alley. And do you think that there's a possibility that these uh, entities – and I'm kind of adding my own little second question here. I've, I've noticed uh, on a number of ghost uh, investigations that I've gone out to on haunted sites that um, you have the inexplicable draining of batteries uh, almost instantaneously uh, in various gear that we have out there, whether it's uh, you know six-volt uh, deep cycle uh, light batteries or camera batteries or – Audio recording gear. Do you think that there's some sort of connection there, uh, energetically, that these um, these energies are somehow utilizing batteries uh, for whatever purpose? Well, and to start, yes, 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 and yes, but then no. Um, here's the problem: in the entity case, for example, you have 20 people in a room, all who saw the same thing at the same time, yet it wasn't photogenic, which is impossible. If it's visible, visible to the naked eye, it should be photographable. But it wasn't. Well, okay, we know that subtle, very weak electromagnetic fields can influence our brains. Uh, my, Dr. Michael Persiger in Canada, he's a, a neurobiologist, studied all this. Yeah, it's true. But let's say there was some electromagnetic anomaly on the, at the entity site in Culver City in 1974. And we were all somehow being made to hallucinate by this force. The chance of even two of us having the same hallucination, let alone 20, is a trillion to one. No. It doesn't work that way. We have enough individual biological difference from one person to the next. That doesn't occur. So we all wrote down what we saw. We all saw the same thing collectively, yet it wasn't photogenic, which is impossible. Okay, so then what are we seeing it in our mind's eye? If we're seeing it in our mind's eye, you can't photograph that yet, as far as we know. As far as we've seen in a number of cases, many cases actually, we go out with you know instrumentation and gear and not that it's not that uncommon. Brand new batteries drop dead. Go in there and suddenly all the batteries. Last case, as I mentioned, Pasadena, everything's charged. Three of our main instruments, the batteries were dead as a doornail. I had F spares. I put them in. They were brand new, dead as a doornail. In the San Pedro case, um, the woman moved out. Jackie Hernandez moved. And new people who moved in started having similar phenomena. They moved out. Other new people moved in. They moved out. Same thing. A crew came in there with their you know, professional camera gear, beta cam. This was back in the early 90s. And their equipment kept dying. They go out, it would come back on. They go back in, it would turn off. It's almost like this force is incompatible with, at some levels with, the, with modern electromagnetism. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me at all, because if we're looking at a force that is, instead of being exothermic, is endothermic, my guess is it wouldn't work very well with electro, humanly generated electromagnetism, whether it's DC or AC. Um, we, 
it's now what's interesting in the San Pedro case, this is all in chapter three called The Hazardous Haunting. Jackie moves out of San Pedro and it follows her. The phenomena moves with her up to Weldon, which is up in Fresno, in, uh, in still Bakersfield area, Bakersfield area, not Fresno. And what happened there was amazing. I wasn't there because my father had a heart attack at the time, so I was sidelined with my parents. The phenomena continued, and Jeff was almost killed again. At that, he something threw him in the wall like the ragdoll, which a lot of people witnessed. And their equipment kept failing and, and going dead. She finally comes back to visit San Pedro, and she's running around doing things in a day with her friends, comes back to her motel room, and on the walls and ceiling, in big red marker pencil, the words mad and angry. Well, if you had to describe Jackie's state of mind at that point in time, was she mad and angry? Yeah, because her life was turned inside, upside down and inside out by these events. She had no control over them. Now, the phenomena repeatedly attacked Jeff Wheatcraft. Once in September 89 in San Pedro, another time um, up in Weldon, and another time at Barry Conrad's house. And what's interesting is Jackie really disliked Jeff intensely. Jackie was very attracted to Barry Conrad. Barry looks like a young Elvis. You know, good-looking guy, dark hair, blue eyes, very funny and affable, friendly, you know, just really nice guy, and women go nuts over him. Jackie misinterpreted his help as that of romantic interest. So who was around Barry all the time when he was there? Jeff. Jackie saw that as an impediment to her growing closer to Barry. And who does the phenomenon keep attacking? Jeff. Gee, thinks there's a link? And it got so bad with Jackie, one time Barry woke up. This is when he lived in Studio City. He now lives in Glendale. When He, he wakes up and there's a new Jackie Hernandez next to him in bed. <laughs> she broke in his apartment to go for clothes and got in bed next to him. <laughs> wow. I could think Sorry. of some women who I would have liked that to have happened with. Oh, yeah, well. Jackie's a nice person, but not someone I would want to be involved with. She's got some little personal demons that I don't mean the paranormal type. Um, but it, what's interesting is that most of these phenomena are linked to people. And I'd say very few cases in my files I would call hauntings. So it's um, something here that someone has something within them that well, makes them sensitive or as a generator of some kind of phenomenon. Well, it's sort of like I, I, I came coined a term called a psychovirus. We know what a virus is. We know what bacteria are. You know, you're healthy. You go to someone's home. Their family's sick. You don't touch anything. You wear a mask. You come home. You get sick. You give it to your family. We understand that. We know what that is. There may be something akin to that going on here, but it isn't biological. It's energetic. Jackie Hernandez, she moves in this little uh, bungalow in San Pedro, and all these things start happening. She moves out. It phenomena stays with her. Then new people move, move, new people move in. It starts happening to them. They move out. Then more new people move in. It starts happening to them. There's something in that location that affects people. If you're sensitive, if you're sensitive to that particular type of force, it in some way modifies you. You then carry it away from the source and propagate it independently of its source. We understand that biologically, but energy-wise, we don't because there's no name for it. And that's why I call it a psychovirus. And we've seen this in other cases. In the last chapter I added to my book, not the last actual chapter, called Chapter 7, An Irreplaceable Loss, The Life and Death of a Poltergeist Agent. And this was one of the most extraordinary cases I've ever had because I was able to plot data over several years of time 
and we had to look back at it when the case ended, and, it, and the pattern was so demonstrably clear, it was rather disturbing that the phenomena was linked to this woman's physical state of health. And when she died, the phenomena stopped because the generator was gone. A really good question that addresses that very thing. This comes from Spooky Mulder, who's one of our newer posters at, at forum.theparacast.com. And his question is, if one was to accept the possibility of certain people being able to manifest these forms, be it tulpas, poltergeists, is it not possible that some residual hauntings could be the result of some of these cases where the spirit in question outlived or outlasted the originator of the spirit in question? Or would they tend to go just go away and die with the loss of that person that may be responsible for them being manifest to begin with? That's a good well, question. Yes, but I, I think the nomenclature used is a somewhat dated in the San Pedro case, Jackie Hernandez. When I told the producer of hard copy about Jackie's being the actual poltergeist agent, it's related to her, the producer said, what do you mean? So the ghost, she's telling the ghost to do what the ghost to do and the ghost does it? I go, there's no ghost. It's Jackie. What? <laughs> that sounds like a producer. Yeah. Uh, hello. Wake up, people. No, it's Jackie. In, in other words, my guess is the environment can charge up the individual, infect them, and they people may act as biological operational amplifiers. If we're sensitive, our body takes in this force, modifies it, bumps it up a notch, and then we also act as focal planes and waveguides. We then push it out and mediate it in terms of what it does based on our uh, subconscious fears, wants, desires. And this case was one of many that we've seen. The question is, can the person charge the energy? Yes, it may be reciprocal. The linkage between the individual and the environment is critical. I, in the book, I call that inductive coupling. It's a coupling that occurs between the environment and the individual. If that inductive coupling occurs, they feed each other, so to speak. It's like a, it's like a back and forth. And if it reaches a certain threshold, you will get physical phenomena. We I'm going to ask you in our next segment whether Mother Earth therefore is causing some of these things to happen. That raises so many fascinating questions. Dr. Barry Taff, the book is called Aliens Above, Ghosts Below, Explorations of the Unknown. And we're talking about the unknown Gene and Chris, trying to make ourselves known to more listeners. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you own an Apple iPhone and love to listen to your favorite programs on GCN, I've got good news for you. I'm proud to announce that GCN has a brand new iPhone app available for our dedicated listeners at GCNlive.com. Listen to your favorite hard-hitting GCN programs live or on demand right on your iPhone. And the best part? The GCN iPhone app can be yours absolutely free. Download the iPhone app today by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Yeah. 
Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and Chris, we have Dr. Barry Taff this week. His book is Aliens Above, Ghosts Below, Explorations of the Unknown. So, Barry, the question on the table here, is Mother Earth partly responsible, therefore, for people acquiring or being infected by this stuff? Yes. The best way to look at this is like your, your DVD player. The DVD, you need the DVD player. It's got to be plugged in the wall. The DVD must be in the player, and you have the remote, which has a battery in it. If any of those elements of the situation don't exist, you, nothing happens. You get no image on your TV. Something like that may be occurring here. There must be the environment must support what's going on between the person, their own body and their own psyche. It's a couple, it's a linkage between living people and the environment. And this can be, it's been demonstrated again and again and again. It's, I mean, it, it's almost bite to say this. It's boring. We could go into a case and predict what we're going to find. And it's always the same. The place is different. The face is different. But it's always the same thing. That's why Chapter 7 in the book, when Barry Conrad met this beautiful girl in 2001 named Lisa McIntosh, he met her online, she came out to California, they met, they fell in love, and she moved in Barry's house, and it was great. A few months later, we went out in the first case with her, she helped us. The next day, phenomena began around her and Barry in Barry's home. Okay, what she began, admitted, when she grew up, she moved from one haunted house to another. No, 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 that's movie making, that's not science. That's not parapsychology. It was her. She wouldn't let us do medical workups on her. She was very insecure about this whole, very frightened by it. It's okay to go and check it out in someone else's home, but not in mine. Okay, now the other question, therefore, would be, does this mean that this stuff still has an external reality, even though it requires one's personal sensitivity or being infected to generate that stuff? Yes, it does. Yes, because, again, it's real... If we can see the, its effect in the physical world, you're damn right it's real. The question is, what's the source? It's, it, again, the only time a DVD is relevant is when you push the button on the remote and it plays. Other than that, it's a static disc that does nothing. If, ancient, if in the future they find DVDs, then what are these? Oh, they're to cook food on. Now, those were very flat, it. very fragile <laughs> plates. But then we go to the UFO mystery. Mm-hmm. So... Are UFOs still possibly visitors from elsewhere, another planet, yes. another dimension? Yeah. Right, but I also have to echo what, what, what Chris spoke of on my show last week. It's far more complicated than simply beings coming here with the nuts and bolts te- technology. We're dealing with things that are so far more advanced than we understand, we can't comprehend it. It's like Isaac Asimov, no, Arthur C. Clarke said that any sufficiently advanced civilization's technology would be indistinguishable from magic. And that's the problem. We're dealing with something, if it can traverse interstellar space in real time, we have little in common with it. If it can, if, if it can affect matter, energy, and mind, and perception, we have very little in common with it, other than the curiosity. Whatever these things are, they've been affecting, very subtly affecting and influencing human evolution for a long time. They might have been here before we are. We might be, and my book talks about this in the center section, which deals with ufology in many respects. We might be the result of the interference of another race. Based on the data I've read and collected from good sources, which are you know, very good sources in my opinion, that humans as they are today might not have existed without some form of intervention. 
what I'm saying here is that intelligent <laughs> we're the design, aliens. <laughs> we might be more alien than they are. Intelligent design is correct, except that God may have had nothing to do with it. If someone made us genetically created human beings, Homo sapiens, then who created those beings that created us? Who created them? Where does it begin? Where does it end? Um, you know. If we see a person or an animal picked up in a shaft of light into a glowing object in the sky today, we call that an abduction. If it happened 2,000 years ago, was it an ascension? I mean, is it all the same thing? Probably. As we evolve, our terminology changes because we understand things differently. So um, now, of course, we assume it's E.T., but maybe 50 or 100 years from now, we will think in other terms we can't envision right now. Just thinking of ETs as beings like us with technology is, is a misnomer because it's far, far beyond that. Um, in abduction cases and alleged contact, um, contactee cases, as we evolved, so did the perception of these people on board craft. You used to see dials and silly gauges and then uh, Yes, switches. yes. Now, this is a point that I've raised a number of times in the Paracast, which is that the UFO entities seem to be just ahead of us in their technology. It keeps advancing with, of course, the encounters as we progress in technology. So, well, for example, there's a case going back to the 60s where somebody was hunting with bows and arrows and he was chased by UFO entities and the best they had was knockout gas. Which suggests that maybe we were, we're being, you know, screen memories. We're being made to experience things that are consistent with our thoughts. So if we imagine energy beams like lasers or particle beams, or or imagine, you know, knockout get, we, we, we're they're showing us, it's showing us what we're expecting to see, which means we can't trust our perception around these things. So in so the movie far, Contact. Right. The one with Jodie Foster, based on the Carl Sagan book. She sees E.T., but he comes to us in the form of her late beloved father. Right, exactly. Because E.T. Exactly. says you would not be able to accept the way we really look. Right. I, I, it was a great movie. I really enjoyed that film. I own it, and it's very well made. And uh, it's interesting that Carl Sagan started out early in his career. He very much believed in ufology, you know, and the whole phenomenon. And, and then as he became really famous, he turned around because he was probably told, you want a career? You better start talking real about this and stop going along with these crazy people. Politically you know? correct to make a living. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know, as, I, as we discussed on my show last Wednesday with Chris, Chris's books are great, by the way. He's written some incredible books. And, and then we talked about Richard Dolan, who's going to be on my show in a couple of weeks. And his books, you know, UFOs and National Security State, Volumes 1 and 2, are superb. And they really made people aware of the depth, the intensity by which the intelligence apparatus of our country has been tried to manipulate social consciousness to dissuade them regarding the existence of UFOs. So that follows, again, disclosure, because certainly Richard Dolan is very much interested in that, and Chris and I have been rather skeptical of disclosure. There are obviously is a movement, a lot of in this country and other countries, to get the government to reveal what we think they know about these subjects. So is there right. any hope for that? I mean, you're I, I under better. deep NDA and deep security. I wouldn't, okay, my personal feeling, I mean, I haven't read... Uh, Dolan's new book uh, after disclosure yet I'm expecting that soon 
And but I don't agree with the fact that the belief that our government or any government is going to dis- declassify and d- disclose this information. My personal opinion is, and this is discussed at length in my book, it'd be the worst decision our government could make for many reasons. Um, modern Western governments exist on the concept of domestic tranquility. That means that we have, there isn't chaos, there isn't this, there isn't fragmentation. Everyone has a job and they live and they they do they eat food and they pay their rent and they and but the only thing our government really cares about is come April fifteenth we write that damn check. And if we suddenly discover that the government is no longer God and they've been lying to us about something as profound as this, we stop writing our checks because they don't we don't look up to them anymore. Especially as they've been manipulating us. So I don't think it would be a wise thing for the government to disclose. I mean, I'd love to see it happen. I've been teaching this material for decades. And every time we get to the holidays, Easter and Christmas, and I discuss the religious implications of ufology, and they're, they're profound, people get really upset. I said, look, I'm, I'm, I'm just a messenger. I'm not saying I can prove it. This is what the evidence suggests or indicates. And um, if we can't get along with black and white and red, yellow and brown, imagine throwing gray in the mix. Then imagine that we're suddenly told that we have an inconceivable past and an unimaginable future. We're not who we think we are. Well, might, not, not disen- might that not disenfranchise the human race? Something other than God made us? And also maybe the E.T. has its own prime directive governing that. Who knows? Dr. Barry Taft joins us with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Are you ready to order the official Paracast t-shirt? You asked, we answered. We're now taking orders for the official Paracast t-shirt. It comes in white, 100% cotton. The front of it features the same logo that we have on our community forums. On the back it says, separating signal from noise. To order the official Paracast t-shirt, here's all you have to do. Visit our new online store at store.theparacast.com. One more time, that's store.theparacast.com. You can use a major credit card to place your order for the official Paracast t-shirt. Hey, neighbors, we have one more thing to talk about, and that's more merchandise at the official Paracast store. We have hats, we have jackets, we even have a flip video camcorder customized with the Paracast logo at the official Paracast store. It's all now available at the official Paracast store, store store.theparacast.com. Heart and Body Extract continues to receive positive testimonials from people who have experienced amazing results, like Reed. I just wanted to send you a quick but a very big thank you for Heart and Body Extract. I've been on the formula for nearly a month now, and the improvement in the circulation of my legs has been simply amazing. Reed was facing a tough choice. I was facing surgery due to the severity of the 100% blocked arteries in both my legs. And my decision waiting for surgery to say no and try heart and body extract instead has been thankfully the right decision. And the result? I can now walk up steps without noticeable pain. Order heart and body extract at 866-295-5305. 866-295-5305 or hbextract.com. Heart and body extract for a long and healthy life. 
We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1 886 3653. That's 1 886 3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Did you know that how well your brain works is directly dependent upon how well your gut works? Did you know that an inflamed or compromised digestive system directly contributes to poor focus, depression, irritability, attention deficit, and hyperactivity? By eliminating the inflammation in your intestines and by having good bacteria populations, you may enjoy better brain function. The most important protein your body needs to keep inflammation down is glutathione. The number one food to support a dramatic increase in glutathione production is undamaged whey protein from grass-fed cows. Virtually all whey proteins are damaged by heat, filtration, and chemicals, except one. One World Whey is the most life-giving whey protein on the market. It is changing the lives of its users in very positive ways. One World Whey may act as one of the most important health foods to support your and your child's optimal brain function. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorldWhey.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you'd like to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out at iTunes. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast with Dr. Barry Taff, giving us reasons why there cannot be disclosure, at least right now. Maybe we'll be ready sometime in the future, Dr. Taff? Let's see, I'm 63, and I'd say the likelihood of there being disclosure in my lifetime is about one in a hundred trillion. The government. That's, okay, that's we, pretty we, direct. Yeah, we have. Our government can keep secrets. It's done so very well on a number of topics over for many years. The idea that our government can't keep secrets is garbage. It's absolute nonsense. I think the can of worms is so dramatic. It would destabilize the socioeconomic infrastructure of not only our country, but the world. No government with an ounce of brains would be willing to risk that. We saw what happened in 1938 with Orson Welles and War of the Worlds, and that was a radio broadcast. That's a joke compared to what could happen if such thing not, – we're, we're not going to be invaded or conquered or, or, or you know, eaten by aliens. That's science fiction. I think we're being observed. We're being subtly influenced and manipulated. This stuff goes way back, and it's almost like we're being played with by an advanced race to see what these little furry creatures do when they're not killing each other. 
In fact, during the First World War, during the trench warfare in Europe, in France, so the Germans and they are shooting each other, you know, they're fighting, and then on more than one occasion, the Marian apparitions descended, and everyone freaked out, dropped their guns, and ran away. They came back and started killing each other. It happened again sometime later. They dropped their guns and ran away. But then they came back. Well, let's let's see. So what do we have to show them to make them stop fighting? Well, throw them some money. What's money? You know, it's it, it, in Fatima, 1917, you know, right before the end of World War One. You know, what was viewed as a theological event or a Marian event, if you look at the books, the good books written recently uh, on the subject matter, it sounds more like a UFO event than a theological one. And so this this flies in the face of modern theology. The question is, is it all the same? And I think it is. I think well, that, in the end, we're, we're not going to like what we find. People. You bring up a really good point, and, and I've, I've had a sneak and hunch for quite a while now that the whole idea of the alien and that alien meme may be palatable for us. It, it may be something that we can actually conceive of and, and almost be okay with because what I think is going on is that meme is being used to hide something infinitely more complex and bewildering. It's kind of an easy way out. It's an easy explanation for people to wrap their heads around. And uh, I agree with you. I don't think – I've always said that the government knows a lot more about this stuff than we do. That's why they're just that much more confused. And, 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 I, and I think the government in general knows nothing. You know, when they put out the different versions of Roswell, first it's this, oh, then it's that. Oh, no, then it's this, oh, then it's that. And they keep changing their story, which probably means – well, first of all, the people putting this this – disinformation out or lying, but also they themselves don't know. There's a faction within a faction within a faction, sort of like the X-Files. And remember, presidents come and go, administrations come and go, intelligence doesn't. So basically and, you'd be saying here that the president does not have the need to know, so he's not told, or if he asks about it, you right. know, they will either misdirect him, or maybe well, they will tell him, but then he realizes he can't tell the truth. Yeah, I mean, would they have trust Nixon? No, <laughs> wouldn't trust Nixon with a cent, let alone security data like this. You know, I'm not a crook, but where are the aliens? The whole thing. Uh, let's see, Reagan wouldn't surprise me if they told him, but again, we'll never know. There was all the stupid rumors going back years ago that the real reason JFK was assassinated was that he was going to spill the beans on UFOs to the public, and they killed him. You can't prove it. You can't disprove it. So what's the point? It's like they told Marilyn Monroe this. That's why she was killed. It's talk about paranoia. There was a series back in the late 90s called Dark Skies by right. Bryce Abel. Very good series. It didn't stay around very long because it kept shifting its time slot. But it was a very interesting show and very well produced for what it was. And um, I really liked it. Very clever in many ways, but didn't stay on very long because it was, you know, it, it actually was trying to say something. And I was really sad because it was for, for the time it was on, it was good TV, at least I thought so. And they really touched upon a lot of these issues about the government and the sociological impact of this all, and it was great. But nothing good, nothing good seems to last. Then there are those who think that all the movies made on UFOs are nothing but a slow indoctrination program to make us accept aliens before they contact us. Yeah, right. I don't think so. It shoots science fiction for the most part. It is whatever is going to sell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. it's all money-driven. 
Yeah, I remember it. You know, at the end of when they made, they made the UFO incident with James Earl Jones and um, Estelle Parsons in the mid seventies, they were going to put a clip at the end where they claimed that the U.S. Air Force had tracked the UFO to have landed right where the hills were abducted, and the network network was told by the intelligence community, this is what I heard or read, that if this clip airs on the show, the network could have their license yanked by the FCC. So guess what? They didn't air it. Easy to control people with that kind of power. You know, one's going to throw their life away and their career away to get this data out. It's just it's too it's too dangerous. We're using the public airwaves. At least some of us are. Yeah, but again, since we can't bring a dead alien in or a piece of technology that's clearly non-terrestrial, we don't pose a threat. Chris, any more questions from the till? Oh boy, we got a ton. Um, in the in his book uh, Wonders in the Sky, Jacques Vallée uh, wrote with Chris Abek. Our questioner, again, I think it's Polterwurst, uh, says he, that he recently read a historical witness report of a reverend who saw a luminous globe or cloud in a field at night where several ghost apparitions had been reported prior, which seemed to change into something like a classical uh, ghost And when he approached it. Is there something to that? Uh, ghost lights, uh, do you think that there is a gray area where the UFO kind of begins and the and the actual aberration or ghost light leaves off? And is, is there an interconnectedness there? Yeah, as you're speaking, ghost go, wonders in the sky is sitting on my coffee table. So anyway. Um, Synchronicity. Book, yeah, it's a great book. Um, yes, there is, like I said, we know that many different things could produce a similar result. And as I said earlier, a lot of people who have uh, – UFO encounters, CE2s or 3s, frequently have paranormal fallout following it, as if the encounter alters them in a way that we don't yet understand. Um, what does it mean? I don't know. But yes, we, I've had cases. We had a network executive. His name and network will not be mentioned. This is in the book, and he uh, called me. This is in the 70s, and um, late 70s, and uh, he poltergeist activity at his home met him and his wife, and they were terrified, and it seemed quite real, even though we didn't experience it. It all began to end, and a few months later, they were taking a trip up north in their car, driving up to the Bay Area, and they saw what they thought was a plane about to crash. This is at night, and they went up into the hills, and they saw these disks on the ground, these little beings. One of them, the beings saw them, aimed something, the pop of light they blacked out. When they came to, they were on the road hours later. Uh, their lives fell apart, they got divorced, the guy couldn't hold his job, and they had no interest in the paranormal ufology prior to this point. They had never, And this is not that down. uncommon. I mean, we've heard instances where somebody's life is turned upside down because they have some kind of paranormal encounter and nothing is ever the same from then on. Yeah. We have Dr. Barry Taff with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs. Convert from so many 
formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. Get over 6,000 preparedness items. Get you ready. That's what you'll find at GetReadySurvival.com. Over 6,000 preparedness items. And counting, because we're adding new items nearly every day. GetReadySurvival.com has it all. Small and family-sized tents, backpacks, sleeping bags, food supplies. Get yours at GetReadySurvival.com. Portable water filters, canteens and hydro packs, knives, axes, shovels, compasses, camouflage, and tactical gear, fire starters and ammunition. It's all at GetReadySurvival.com. How about first aid medical, emergency, or small personal survival kits? Get yours at GetReadySurvival.com. If you are not prepared or just semi-prepared, the place to get prepared now is GetReadySurvival.com. Got questions? Call 928-541-9723. That's 928-541-9723. Or go to GetReadySurvival.com. And remember, survival preparedness means living on your own terms. So you're a maker of something. Woodcrafts, fishing lures, glass designs, jewelry, purses, perfumes, goat's milk soap. Whatever it is, you made it here in America. Now you're eager for people to buy your products right here locally. Instead of buying competing products made on the other side of the world, right? Then you need to check out localmakers.com. Support America. Buy and sell locally at localmakers.com doesn't matter if you're a home-based business or a major manufacturer. Localmakers.com offers an easy way to connect with customers within your local community, as well as across the U.S., simply by entering a zip code. And there's no cost to join. So if you're a maker who needs buyers, go to Localmakers.com and stock your products on one of our shelves. Localmakers.com. Promoting, preserving, and supporting your neighbor's manufacturing businesses. How would you like to save over $100 on your gardening seeds this year? You can at GetSeeds.net. GetSeeds offers 100% open-pollinated, heirloom, non-hybrid, GMO-free premium vegetable seeds. On sale now for only $59 for 100 packets. Your 100 packets will include a variety of vegetable seeds, common herb seeds, and garden variety fruits. You can even collect your seeds from the plants you grow so you don't have to purchase more seeds year to year. Go to GetSeeds.net for a chance to buy your seeds at 300 plus percent below online retailer's prices. Save money and get non-hybrid, heirloom, GMO-free, premium growing seeds at GetSeeds.net. GetSeeds.net. Or call us at 877-341-GROW. That's 877-341-4769. GetSeeds.net. This is Jim Mosley, editor of Saucer Smear, and I'm here to say a good word or two about the Paracast, which I believe is the gold standard of paranormal radio. Listen to it if you can. With Gene and Chris, Dr. Barry Taff joining us. He's author of Aliens Above, Ghosts Below, Explorations of the Unknown. 
pointing out here that people who have paranormal encounters, well, sometimes it could be uplifting to them, but many times it destroys their lives. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I tell the story of my ex-girlfriend that was abducted, right. people say, why didn't they take me? And I said, I wouldn't take me. I mean, we don't know why certain people are chosen to be abducted or by whom or we know we know it seems to happen to certain people yet not others. The criteria will never end. Why they pick one for it, we don't know. But if part of their control or manipulation is through intimidation and fear, I'd be the worst person because I would say, you're not taking me back. Can you tell me how to propel this vehicle, what your avionics are? And, you know, some people have asked me, I've been following this subject for quite a number of years. Would you ever like to have a UFO encounter? And I have a one-word response that's the same that I would have given 10, 20, 30 years ago. No, I do not. Yeah, most people, it doesn't help your life because you start telling friends and family, they think you're nuts. Well, I mean, I do a show for people who some people think are nuts, so I guess it would help to be able to do that. But I'm not interested in having that case. It doesn't mean I'm never going to have a paranormal encounter. But maybe that creates negative vibes. I've seen enough for both of us, Gene. Very good. I hope it stays that way. In 1981, I had a UFO sighting over a market not far from where I live here in Los Angeles. And remember, I'm a pilot. I've been flying since I was, what, 17 years old. You know a lot about aircraft and aviation uh, and military aircraft. Long story short, I'm coming home from a friend's house about 11.30. It just finished raining, and I saw what I thought a plane about to crash into this uh, shopping center near me. It's a little strip mall with a Vons market. I published it in the APRO Bulletin, actually. And it looked like an aircraft a fuselage with no wings or tail. It was hovering, and you could see this gunmetal material, bright, these rectangular windows emitting an arc welder's blue-white light. And it just made no sound, not a prop wash, nothing. It slowly turned, and then it moved away and disappeared rather quickly. My parents called the next day, and they said, did you see a weird thing last night? And I said, what did you see? And they described, yeah, they saw what I saw. But they were coming in from the valley over Laurel Canyon. They could see it at a distance, and they said, it looks like a plane without wings. And other people in Cheviot Hills saw the same thing at the same time. So I don't know why I saw it. I was right, but I didn't have any missing time and got back in my car, and I drove home. And that was it. And I said, okay, I wrote a report, and I published it. And your rear end didn't hurt, and you didn't have scoop marks and no, uh, no, strange no, transmitters no. Uh, beaming no. signals out of your arm? Or... No, but, you know, it, it's sort of like um, I met a girl a couple of years ago online. We, they went out a few times. It didn't work because she was an alcoholic. But she said, well, if I look like your old girlfriend, will I be abducted? I said, how in the hell should I know? <laughs> I said, no, I think your brain's already been abducted. That's the problem. My life is it peppered throughout the books are stories about some strange people I've encountered over the years. It's like I said, it's, it's never the jokes don't stop because if I had a dollar for every crazy person I'd met, I'd be really wealthy. I'd have yeah. a lot of money. What? And, you know, a lot of nice, normal people, but and every so often crazy ones. And, in fact, in one of the stories, I bumped into a girl, old girlfriend back in the late night. I was giving a lecture in Anaheim at a place. An old girlfriend was there, showed up, she looked great. No lines, no wrinkles, no fat. I'd seen her in like 25 years, wow. So a couple, about a couple of months later, she showed up at my home and um, I didn't let her in, I was about to leave and she said she needs my help. I said, with what? She says, well, yeah, you have to help me. I go, with what, her name was Linda. Well, she's the, that alien, demonic alien beings have conspired with the CIA and the FBI won't stop. Well, you have to help me. And she says, Christ, I go, stop. I, I, and he goes, oh, look, stop. And I said, she sa- talked. She sounded suicidal. I said, look, Linda, you need psychiatric intervention. 
you sound suicidal. Um, you need you need assistance. And she kept calling me and calling me. Stop. And then um, weeks later, something compelled her to walk in front of a car. She was hurt but not killed. They kept her for a few days, let her go. A couple weeks later, the same thing. They let her go. Thank God she wasn't killed. Anyway, she kept calling me with a look. I said, I'm not interested in what you're talking. You sound like you're psychotic. And But early 08, about this time four years ago, she called. She goes, the earth is about to explode. And I said, I can't pass up this opportunity. So I remember her name's Linda. I said, excuse me, Lara. I've got to send baby Kalal off to his new home before Krypton explodes. You're insane. And I hung up the phone. And that's unfortunately, happens to me way too often. You're a lot People in being life. Pro- being programmed by the media, and it, I, I think fantasy um, creation is at an all-time high in this realm. Yeah, it's just, it, was, it was just... And then another crazy person... I met her in 1989 uh, at a MUFON support group we had here in Los Angeles. And she talked about her case of abduction. She sounded like she was severely disturbed, nothing paranormal going on or ufological at all. And I thanked her. And then a couple of years later, I'm online, and she posted a blog about me saying that she knew instantly upon meeting me that I was sneaky and underhanded. I go, okay, that's interesting. And then I instantly hypnotized her. And then I went home and used psychotronic weapons I have hidden in my basement to direct evil entities to attack and rape her as she walked the street, walked up and down streets or drove. And I used her as the basis for the entity case. And I went, what? I said, wait, the entity case was 74 to 5. The book came out in 78, 9. The movie came out in 83. I met her in 89. So that means it would have to be retroactive. What? Is she missing something here? Yeah, like her brain. And this is what I keep running into. And it was very depressing. But Well, uh, yeah. where do you see this whole field going? I mean, is there any hope? Uh, nowhere. Uh, and the, the, the biggest damage is being done by the reality shows on this subject. They're, they're misinforming the public. They're not disinforming the public. They're misinforming the public to entertain them. And the bottom line is this. If a person doesn't know how the physical world around them works, and most people don't because that's not their reason, they haven't been educated to that level, then how could they know what exists beyond its boundaries? And that's where – so they – oh, that sounds interesting, and they see all these stupid shows, and they buy all these stupid products, and they, they believe what they're seeing is real, and what they're seeing is fantasy made to entertain people who don't read or write. So that's the problem. They want the ratings. They can sell the ads. That's all. Right. That's it. It's all, it's, you know, I mean, 30 years ago, these shows, people would have laughed. You're not going to put this crap on. And the formula is the same for every show. It's basic, it's, it's formulaic and, you know, it's, it's a joke. I remember all, a lot of these shows were approached me early on and I said, you couldn't pay me enough money to do this stuff. Survivor I, version 4000. Pardon? Survivor version 4000. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's very depressing. And so I think that, you know, eventually this stuff will die out because it will just get boring. How many ways can you serve a steak? You know, or how many ways can you make spaghetti? Eventually you keep it's the same thing over and over. So that I don't think um, anything's going to change in terms of the media or people's understanding it. They're not willing to read and they don't give a damn. You know, that's the problem. They're almost apathetic. They believe what they see and that's it. And they probably believe that these reality shows are real. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, and as a direct result, we also get 
you know, the scientific uh, community becomes more and more entrenched away from studying these subjects because of what the media is doing. Right. It's, they're, they're negatively conditioning scientists to even get near this because they realize it's, for the most part, it's crap. It's garbage. And, you know, I mean, also, if you're in academia, you're a professor at history or physics or in chem- engineering or chemistry or, or astronomy, you get involved with this stuff, your career is over. Oh, you lose toxic. your job. Yeah, you lose your job. And then how do you support yourself? How do you take care? How do you pay rent and buy food and drive and, you know, got a family? You, no one's going to throw that away. And, I mean, when I was at UCLA, it was politically incorrect to be involved with this. And that was decades ago. Nowadays, it's a hundred times, maybe a thousand times worse than that. They would, if I was still, if I was an academician, a professor like UCLA or USC, I would have lost my job a long time ago. This would have been, would have been fired immediately. If you have a comment or a question about the Paracast, please write us. News at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. Or send us a tweet at theparacast on Twitter. I'll tell you what, we will lose our jobs if we don't do this. Dr. Barry Taft joining right. us. <laughs> we have Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at WebTV.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. Sure, there are winter specials, and then there are super winter specials at HerbalHealer.com. Battle through this cold and flu season with powerful, natural, and safe flu fighters like elderberry power, oregacillin, olive leaf capsules, grapefruit seed extract, and Resper 8, all specially priced during the winter sale at HerbalHealer.com. Don't forget vitamin D3 this winter. Right now, HerbalHealer.com has 120 soft gels, 1,000 IUs, sale priced at only $9. We also have a super winter special on six homeopathic liquid detoxes whole body detox liver detox kidney detox lymph detox brain detox and lung detox all liquid detoxes regularly $26.95 are now just $20 herbalhealer.com as always new customers get a free 128 page catalog with your order log on now and save big when you hit the winter specials at herbalhealer.com healing the world with nature one person at a time since 1988 
Healthy soils grow healthy plants. So before you plant your survival garden this year, is your soil healthy? Maximize your crisis garden soil with EM1 from Terraganics. EM1 organic soil conditioner, fertilizer amendment, and compost accelerant provides healthier gardens and faster, efficient garden composting. EM1 from Terraganics.com quickly improves soil structure by increasing nutrient availability and converting organic matter into soil humus. This improves seed germination and root growth, improves plant quality, size, color, flavor, nutrient value of fruits and vegetables and improves shelf life. And when rain is not in the forecast, no worries. EM1 improves moisture retention in soils, helping reduce drought stress. Just like you prepare all else, prepare your crisis garden for maximum yields with EM1 from Terraganics.com. Order now at T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Terraganics, life's getting better. Hey, meat eaters, the freeze-dry guy wants to know, does your emergency food supply meet the standards for survival? Then get the 144-day meat variety unit from the freeze-dry guy. Our meat units utilize only quality Mountain House freeze-dried cooked ground chicken and ground beef, the undisputed choice for great taste and highest nutrition. The Freeze-Dry Guy's 144-day meat variety unit includes six number 10 cans of the very best freeze-dried animal protein for power you'll need when the going gets tough. Every meat eater's 144-day meat variety unit comes with a free medical kit and always free shipping to the lower 48. Need more than 144 days? See our one-year-plus meat eater's units at freezedryguy.com. And hey, the freeze-dry guy still has LRP rations, but they're going fast. Don't wait until tomorrow. Call now, 866-404-3663. That's 866-404-3663. Or go to freezedryguy.com and meet the standards for survival. But we're going to keep our jobs because we're in the Paracast with Gene and Chris and Dr. Barry Taff. Barry, we're on the final segment here. Okay. And we like to kind of sum things up. We have questions we didn't ask you. We're going to hold them for another episode because we want you back. And sure, therefore, you'll probably have to have Chris back. You know, that's how it goes. Great. Okay. No, we have to have Chris back. If it wasn't Chris, I wouldn't be on the show. Well, that's why we have to thank Chris and thank right, him definitely. for your presence. But okay. So trying to move to the end game here. The government is going to keep it secret no matter what we do. We can't change that, can we? Well, unless we go through a major upheaval in the government, let's say there's a major depression that makes 1929 look like a cakewalk. Some think we already got close to that. We may already be closing in on it right now with gas prices. I mean, I'm, I'm just waiting for the word depression to be used. It's gas prices. They expect gas prices by the end of the year to be maybe up to five fifty a gallon or six. But it doesn't always work out that way. They say they expect, they expect, and then the oil speculators decide, well, it's not so bad. We'll start cutting the price because people are using gas less. They're using Mm -hmm. gas less. We want to sell more. We've got to cut the prices. Yeah, but then the greed kicks in and they go nuts. But anyway, um, I, I don't see a lot of change occurring because there's no money to do real good research. And if there was money, it might be squandered in the wrong areas. Uh, People would know questions to ask. The wrong people are doing the work because a lot of the people, instead of forging forwards, looking for new data, they're trying to just replicate the same thing over and over and over and over. We've been doing that, and we've gone nowhere. 
Basically, when I see various publications on UFOs and articles, I think, you know, you could have written this in 1955. Right. I mean, I've been reading UFO magazine. I used to, I published it back in the 80s and early 90s. And now, now it's basically entertainment, a lot of the stories. There's some good writers. That now, you, like UFO it. magazine, you're talking about the one that was started by yeah. Vicky and Don. Vicky and Don. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. You're the guy who sold it to <laughs> Bill Burns? No, 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 no. I wrote for the magazine uh, in the 80s and early 90s, and then I stopped because the magazine became more entertainment-oriented, which I'm not interested in as far as writing. If I write entertainment, it'll be scripts. It won't be silly stories for a magazine. And then now it's Bill Burns, and I mean, I've met, I've, I've talked to Bill a few times. He seems like a nice guy, and he's very passionate and, and has strong feelings about what he's doing. And UFO Hunters was not that bad. It was very, for someone who knows nothing about the field, it was very entertaining and informative. Except, of course, when you have situations like Chris where they take events that occurred in one state and put them in another, of course. Yeah, exactly. You know, unfortunately, that happens with all all of us, with their their shows trying to make a point, and they're making a point. It looks like their head's coming to a point. It's very sad. That's why I don't appear on many shows, because, you know, they want to use me for their own reasons, and I won't conform to their, their needs. Or their or their demands. So, but I mean, all a lot of these shows are pure entertainment. They're not disinforming as much as misinforming to make a point. Now that's a big uh, question here. Is that done deliberately because someone wants that to happen, or it's done because they don't care? Uh, the latter. I don't think they give a damn in the end. Their job is to make a show. They make a show to get ratings to stay in the air. That's it. So facts be damned. Yeah. You know, speaking of disinformation, the book that came out last year from Annie Jacobson, Area 51 Declassified, was, I mean, it was just a bunch of, one of the biggest disinformation ploys I've seen in my life. Now, we Um, all know about the stuff about Roswell. Yeah. Okay, what else was disinformation about that book? Well, I mean, when she talked about Area 51 regarding all the black projects, you know, the military technology, that was very factual, although most of it was already known by most people in the area. But then she described Roswell that the Russians did it and that Mengele worked with the Russians after World War II and he modified some kids to make look like aliens and they crashed a vehicle in the desert to try to panic like Orson Welles broadcast. That is the most absurd thing I've ever read. I mean, it was ludicrous. It was, it was I mean, covered it was, in mainstream media. Yeah, you know why? Because they dedicated a three-hour block of time on it on the National Geographic channel. And she was on every talk show, everything. Now, who's ever heard of her? The book vanished. Well, yeah, she got her 15 minutes of fame, and it's gone. Well, I guess they put the Roswell thing in there. This has been my assumption mm-hmm. to get ratings on the TV shows when she goes on there. If there was no Roswell mention, would anyone care? Or, you're right. But it's more disturbing, more insidious is it seems like, at least from last summer when the book came out, there was a tremendous push to coordinating of the launch of the book with a three-hour time block on National Geographic Channel. This is, to me, pure disinformation. What are they trying to make us look away from now? Why are they doing this now? It's not just they're doing it. Why now? So the question is timing more than disinformation, timing. So what is it we're not supposed to be paying attention to now? Okay, that's an interesting question, one we should explore very briefly here. Okay, so let's look what the government says. Let's look at prevailing wisdoms in UFO research, paranormal research. Where are we being misdirected from? Well, misdirected from, I guess, we've been conditioned to 
not to read anything written by anyone with any credentials. We're basically taught to listen to people who are on television, babbling nonsense. That's, that's why these shows are so popular. Um, it's, again, it's like going to a B sci-fi or horror movie. Who cares? You're just giving the kids some ways, give them a way to spend a couple hours of time on a Saturday so they don't run around and get hurt in the street. We're being distracted, but from what? Is it that the, the economy, is the world economy is collapsing? This is a way to distract us? I don't know. But disinformation is about distraction, leading you to make you think something else is happening for a certain reason. Well, I can understand part of the government's reason for disinforming us on ufology, because it's the, the can, like I said, the, the can of worms, it could, just could decimate Western civilization. With the paranormal is that we gain too much power from what we know, and it's better that we're kept stupid because that we buy idiotic products that are advertised on television. I mean, it's like when you look at when they do these shows, re-describing why the Kennedy assassination was done with, with one shooter and why the, when his head went back at the end, it only looked like it was going back. It's an illusion. So how many ways can they create a lie to make you think something that isn't real is real? It's a joke. I'll tell you, I remember with the Kennedy assassination when I was a teenager, and this was some years after the event where I would attend lectures by a New York State Assemblyman, Mark Lane. Oh, yeah. Where he I was just work. ripping it apart and looked to me. It's so obvious. How can we assume it's the single gunman where he's showing, look, the rifle can't work the way it should, although some people claim it can. We had Jesse Ventura on the Paracast last year, and he was going into the same thing. Of course, Jesse is a, an entertainer. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is why I noticed he didn't comment or add to that. <laughs> No, no. The, 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 whole, the whole thing is most of the things done for television are done for entertainment. It's, that's it. They're, they're not trying to inform you. They're trying to keep you glued to the screen so you watch the sponsor's products being advertised. I mean, that's it. You, know? you realize there's a new network about to premiere on cable called the Dog Channel, and it's designed, wolf, for, wolf. Dogs. It, yeah, it's designed for dogs to watch when they're left home alone. Well, who's going to sponsor the show? Dogs You're kidding me. Product. No, we just announced last week. Okay, well, they're running out of ideas for channels. Before we run out of ideas, because we're about to run out of time, the book, Aliens Alien. Above, Ghosts Below. Tell our listeners where they can get a copy. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it at Barnes & Noble. Or you can go to www.cosmicpantheon.com. Any of those locations, you can order the book through. And I can guarantee you... It might freak you out. It might make you be very unnerved. It might frighten you. It might make you mad, but it won't bore you. It's certainly not going to bore you because it's very educational. I'm enjoying it immensely, and I highly recommend it to all the Paracast listeners out there. This is the real stuff. Barry, where can we find more of your stuff other than the book? My website is barrytaft.net. I've got... Um, about 46 or 47 blogs, mostly mine, a few from friends and colleagues I've worked with over time, and, and everything. Some of it's tied back to the book, others are not. Um, some are related to MUFON. Um, I think four recent blogs were put up by Alex Mistretto, this is how I actually got hold of Chris, and I got hold of Steve Murillo came on, and, and uh, uh, Ruben Ariarte which is all of whom were great, as Chris was on the show. And so far, so we've had great people on, like Chris, and it's 
wonderful. It makes me feel good that we're actually communicating valid information to people they can learn something from. And you find Chris's stuff, OurStrangePlanet.com. That's OurStrangePlanet.com. Barry Taff, thanks for joining us this week on the Paracast. My pleasure. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>